Welcome to episode 224 of the Overlook Hour. I'm your host, Clark Little. Along with me each and every week, it's not Randy Michael Stat. It's Russell John oh, Fisher. You introed me. You're, you're, intro, you're uh, engineering today, baby. Well, I've been in here many a time and just been off mic. Because you... Because we had the intro. He was in the engineer's chair. Now you have to sit in that engineer's right. chair and as a part of this uh, show. Oh, and I, I talk to the engineer before I go to the rest of the train. Yeah, and I, I fucked it up this week. I apologize now. If the interview sounds weird or wonky, I'll take full responsibility. I knew we were going to get into a Skype phone battle early on. and Or maybe you don't, don't hear the interview. <laughs> yeah, or maybe... Maybe yeah. that's an option. We don't know yet. Yeah. We haven't laid the body out on the table. We've only picked up the body from the wild. Now we have to inspect it before we present it to the family. I'm almost happy with that analogy. <laughs> also joining us in each and every week is Oksana Valerianavanamadaba Osachi. Hi. Oksana. Yes. How are you today? I'm great. It's 9.38 on a school night. <laughs> That's not that late. I know. <laughs> Pretty late. For me. Okay. I'm sorry that I, y- you were two nocturnal squirrels scurrying around at 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> Crazy. I'm worried about your health, honestly. These late nights, these bomb burritos you eat every day. What's going on? That's not every day. How often does he? The world's not that good. Uh, I think maybe twice in the past week. Dude, bomb burritos are tight. Yeah, but they make your <laughs> bee hole not tight. <laughs> well, uh, I, especially when you dump copious amounts of tapatio on them. Did you know that there's two servings in one bomb burrito? <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's the bomb. All of the numbers, the excessively large numbers. Um, you double those for the thing you eat. Now, now what kind of what kind of bomber? Because I I am also a fan of the frozen burrito. I I'm not gonna sit here and proclaim for my mountaintops that I don't eat frozen burritos. I go I even go with the Tina's frozen burritos. Oh, okay. So, uh, but what 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 what's your go to Seven uh, Eleven? Oh, I don't bomb know. burrito. There's red or green. <laughs> bean bean and cheese. I do. Is that a flavor? I don't know. Well, Tina's is uh, yeah. Uh, I think you they, got the red hot beef. Yeah, I think they got. Um, I like I like the green chili and beef. There's green. Ch- I don't know green chili bean. I think that's the one I would get whenever when I have gotten one. I try to get the green one. I do like the green. Chili. Dude, when you're drunk and it's like you just want to eat something, a bomb burrito is the best. Any burrito. You throw some sour cream, shredded cheese, jalapeno on the frozen no one, burrito. No one does that. <laughs> On the burrito that you microwave in its wrapper. <laughs> Joining us this week on the show is Bill Spataro. Uh, is that a name you've heard before? If you've listened to this show, you bet your sweet bippy it is. We've talked to Bill. I'm not happy with it. <laughs> uh, we've talked to Bill, I don't know, a hundred times on this show. So uh, we're always happy to talk to him. Uh, Russell thought it would be a good idea. We check in with Bill. Spends quite some time. I think it was this summer. Uh, we talked to Bill on one of our uh, Corona bonus episodes. Yeah. Oh, remember the days. Don't mention those. And uh, Bill has a couple movies that just came out, so uh, we thought it would be a good idea to chat with Bill as he talks about how he has not seen those movies and doesn't <laughs> like them. Uh, so it's always great to, to catch up with Bill. And we also uh, talk about a film uh, that I did not see the remaining uh, third act for, and so they walked on eggshells uh 
Even though I told them to go ahead and spoil that movie. But uh, what was the name of that movie? But just before dawn. There you go. I can. I always want to call that the other one because it's the three words. Oh, don't don't, don't look dead. back. Don't don't look now. Don't look back. Don't look back. And then don't, don't look now. And so what's happening? Criterion. <laughs> That's I like. Don't look now. Yeah. What's wrong with that movie? Nothing. It's a good movie. I have a laser disc of it. I'm sorry. Yeah. When are you going to get a laser disc player? Is that still a thing? I have one. It doesn't work. Can you fix it? Uh, no, I just get a new one. Is there a guy? Is there probably who? Do they still make those? certain? No, <laughs> no, they don't. In the Bay Area, there's got to be a laser disc guy. Oh yeah, I'm sure there's a kiosk that you could go to. <laughs> yeah, you just it's like a cell phone kiosk. Bezos is working on it. Yeah, they'll nod. They'll be like at fifty dollars. But before we throw it uh, to the intro and to William Spataro, it's Oksana Valerian of the Osachi's time, where she tells us about what comes out. VOD this week because there's no theaters again because you know Newsom. You know would have come out next week is that a woman with good no what is it called Wonder Woman. Um, woman with potential. No. <laughs> oh yes. Something young woman. You nailed it. A, prom- a promising young woman. Promising young woman. That's what it is. I believe that's Christmas Day. Yeah, uh, it's probably oh, not going to be Day. happening now. But wait, really? Aren't theaters closed? But they may go the VOD route. No, theaters are not closed in the state of Mississippi, which I'm supposed to be there next week. Yeah, well, maybe we'll you, see. you can watch this movie and tell us about it. <laughs> yeah, I'll bring my mom to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as of this week... She'd be horrified. <laughs> both um, The Mark of the Bell Witch and Beast Clawing at Straws are out on both... Uh, VOD, DVD, and Blu-ray. Now, Beast Clawing at Straws, this is the film that uh, Randy Michael Statt talked about last week? Yes, it is. Artsploitation? Correct. Very interesting. Um, yeah, but I think you can you can still rent that on um, Artsploitation's Vimeo channel, or you can just buy it, which I would prefer. Also, I think he talked about it this week. It just felt like last oh, week. Oh, yes, he yeah. talked about it this week. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And he really just teased it. Shout out to Artsploitation. Uh, we'll watch it and we'll cover it Yeah, next time. Perfecto. Also this week, um, Friday the 18th, Hunter Hunter comes out on VOD from IFC Midnight. You may also hear about that movie <laughs> later on in this very episode. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, uh, so... <laughs> Should I? I'll just read the thing. It's uh, Joseph and his family live in the remote wilderness as fur trappers, but their tranquility is threatened when they think they're being hunted by a rogue wolf. Ooh. So that's going to be out on Friday. I've been told I've, I'm a rogue wolf. What do you think about that? Wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> next, uh, next week, Tuesday the 22nd, Shortcut will be out on streaming. It's been in limited theaters. Shortcut? Shortcut. It is about a mysterious creature that terrorizes five teenage friends after their bus takes a shortcut on a desolate road in the what wild. The f- I like that poster. <laughs> I've seen that poster a lot, I feel like. I didn't realize it wasn't out yet, and of course, Gravitas. I don't like that po- I like that poster. Yeah, it's got some... I would totally watch this right now. What bus takes a shortcut? <laughs> and this is Gravitas? Yep. I'm out. It was in theaters in September. Now it's going to be streaming. I don't know if it was actually in theaters. Maybe that's <laughs> So yeah, it's going to be out on the 22nd. Alright. Interesting. 
For any questions, queries, concerns, or comments, please direct those at podcast at overlooktheater.com. Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, the other one. Find us, like us, comment, tell a friend, tell an enemy. It's not any of my business what you do on your own personal time. The Overlook Hour is available on Facebook as The Overlook Hour. The Overlook Hour is available on Twitter as The Overlook Hour. The Overlook Hour is available on Instagram as The Overlook Theater. Find us, like us, comment, tell a friend, tell an enemy. Russell. I was going to make a profile on a new social media for The Overlook Hour. Oh, yeah. What's it, what's it called? Wigwam? What, it's what called it? MeWe. MeWe. Yeah, I don't know. It was a little complicated. Wigwam was the band I asked you if you heard of. <laughs> no, Wigwam is the, the name of a teepee for the Native Americans. That too. We me uh, find us on We me. We me Wigwam. <laughs> tom Tom. All right. Uh, before we throw it to the show for Randy Michael Stent. Russell John Fisher, Oksana Valerian Osachi. I'm Clark William Little. And let's throw it to Creepy Clark. And let's party tonight. No. How's that one? I don't know. No? Oh, have you been doing a new one every week? I told you last week. Oh. You boot him. And this week is let's party tonight, baby. It had been in months. We keep talking as I put the last load of dirt on her grave. <laughs> Why? I mean, I know we're doing bits here, but every one of these is pretty morbid, guys. Could <laughs> we have like a two sentence, like psychological horror or like relationship that's not ending in talking to <laughs> dead girls that are in the dirt? Most psychological horrors end this way. Well, I'm talking just like your old typical society horror, you know. What? What? (laughs) You want to do like woke two sentence horror stories? I mean, you know, it's it's what's out there in the world. It's what's happening. It's just called Twitter. (laughs) That's all Twitter (laughs) is. Hey, I heard I heard a story. You had your first McRib sandwich last week. No, (laughs) we're not talking about that. Why? Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have a lot to say. It's not my favorite. You know what my favorite is? I like the McSpleen sandwich. All right. Get the fuck <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Why did you hit the thunder button for that? He needed the, that extra boost. <laughs> that was the tag. That was a good joke. Also, it was on time, unlike the first one. He put... Look, let me explain <laughs> something to you. It's a sticky situation with this thing. I don't want to uh, shoot too early. I've had that problem in the past. <laughs> then I've also had the problem where I couldn't shoot at all. Okay. Same. All the- <laughs> Fuck. There's got to be a thing there. What? Premature. I've heard that before. Soundboard. I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't think of anything. Also, let's put it on the record. Let's get this out uh, in the world. Uh, this past week on the isolation uh, that you do in partnership oh, yeah, with yeah. the Barely Functional Gamers uh, each and every week. Functional. Um, <laughs> I said barely functioning games. Functional oh, games. No, uh, <laughs> no, it's bar- barely functioning is a better title. Thank you so much. The only reason I said it is because people do it to us all the time. 
What are they with, saying? With the unknown footage film. I mean, fest- I, yeah, I, I, I get it. It's, it's tough. It's, it's, what are you going to do? <laughs> We're not good at branding. Yeah. Uh, but last week on Isolation, you stated, um, and I was there as a part of the chat, uh, that you want two soundboards on this show because oh, that's yeah, something yeah. people do. Oh, yeah. I don't think that's a thing that anyone does. That's because it's the magic of audio craft. What do you, do you think it's like dueling banjos? Like No, but it, now that you've been operating that one, you know when you're when you're really feeling a deep thought and you're crafting the words and it's coming out and it's poetry, it's hard to also interject and not be distracted with the soundboard or like you get what I mean. Yes, but Rome was not built in a day, okay? Or by one person. And also, this is not, uh, as you and I have said, we, we need to structure this to fit my uh, specific <laughs> uh, abilities. So we're getting there. I'm just saying I want to support. It's going to run smoothly, baby. It's going to be great. And always. Fuck Randy. Because he's not helping <laughs> us at all. Alberto's mean. <laughs> I'm going to have my own soundboard over here. I'm just going to chime in. Three soundboards on this show. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have Bill Burr talking about the Criterion channel on I know, right? I almost pulled that, except I feel weird. I don't like talking about Rogan all the time. It's like one of those things. But yet you do. Well, it's, it's like hack podcast shit. It's like every fucking podcast. Are you calling Joe Dude, Rogan a hack, right? No, no. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, talk- I'm calling the topic a Joe Rogan hack. That's correct. Um, I think Joe Rogan would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, Blind Fury last night, our favorite blind freestyle rap artist, mm-hmm. was talking about Joe Rogan. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I don't. I mean, I get it. The Fool puts out nine hours of content a week. So people think that he's like close to that. I mean, I'm doing it right now. I'm going to stop talking about him. Uh, more music news. <laughs> the thing I didn't want to do to pivot away. Here you go, Randy. I have this clip. I don't know if it's at the right spot, but you on drums, meaning Corn Records. I have not listened to a single song full through since I left Corn. Honest to God, I've, I've like been pulling up places in my car and then hit a station. It would be Corn, and I would just turn it off. <laughs> when I was trying to pull clips today, this is the kind of shit I was falling down. Why is Chumley from Pawn Stars in the background? <laughs> So that's, that's uh, David, the original drummer from Corn, who uh, looks like he's joined a militia group recently. Wait, he looks like he's well. This one, that Chumley back there is the lead singer of their new band. Okay, but that's David, and he, uh, he looks like an accountant and just a dad in the suburb. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it looks like he's quitting the suburb to go on tour again. Yeah, and uh, the dude interview. This is like one of the worst Zoom interviews I've heard in forever. <laughs> But he asked him, like, oh, do you listen to corn anymore? And uh, he's only got harsh words for them. Just saying, ever since I left, he was talking about the last album they put out. They had producers in there replacing his drum beats with, like, uh, what do they call them, Randy? When it's, like, digital drums, but it's completely computer? Uh, just, like, samples, I guess? Yeah. it was. Yeah, or, like, triggers? Yeah, they're pulling out his actual triggers! drum plane. Yeah. <laughs> You have the sound. It's not on there. Oh, yeah. I think I got rid of it. Good job. You know, I didn't know how to finagle the audio, and I didn't like the way that it cut at the end. So it was like, and you know, there's background audio, and I didn't like it. I removed it. Yeah. I don't know. This is just one of the dumb things I came across. 
that and Ghost Mane, which I'm not going to talk Straight about. Straight up looks like Chumley. Okay. That dude in the back, you're a hundred, like a cool Chumley though. I mean, well, <laughs> dude. Well, he looks like if Chumley and the lead singer of Counting Crows got together. What's yeah. The, what's the Counting Crows guy's name? Know. Randy. <laughs> uh, I, I can't pull it off the top of my head, but once I know it. I mean, I, I am pretty confident in saying that I'm the only person out of this trio that has seen Counting Crows live in concert. So, Oh, really? Yeah. What about Dave Matthews' band? I, I saw Counting Crows. I saw the Wallflowers open up for the Counting Crows on the same day that I purchased my Volvo, <laughs> making me the whitest person in the history Were you of wearing the world. a fedora? I was not wearing a fedora. Damn. Day. But I will tell you, so that was um, when America's Cup uh, the yachting championship of the, also that was <laughs> this is helping my case. Uh, did y'all remember that like seven years ago when that happened? No, America's no. Cup, and it was like a huge thing on the wharf, and they had like a summer concert series. I have no idea what you're talking. Anyway, about. Uh, it was a huge thing, and um, it was in July. I've never been colder in my life. Oh yeah, in July in the city, right there. What the fuck was it called? America's Cup? Yeah, America's Cup. It's the yachting championship of the world. Why? Why? Why do you know this? Were you into yachting? No. No, I did have a friend who was, and he was here at the same time. And, and Were you into little yachty? <laughs> definitely not into little yachty. <laughs> that mumble rap bullshit. Little yachting? Yeah, what the hell? Why was Creepy Clark bringing up the fucking McRib? He wants to be a part of the show more, and you just shoo-shoo him. No, I think you've been talking to him when you know you're not supposed to. He needs to come out here I'm hungry. his manager. <laughs> That's why he's, like, veering off the tracks. He's bringing up weird shit. He's talking about the content. He was criticizing the shit that we're giving him to read. I mean, look, I'm not... Look, I don't want to speak for the man, but I do have a relationship with him. And all <laughs> I'm saying is that, Randy, watch mm-hmm. your ass, because he oh. wants to be the third... He wants to be the third chair. So, Randy, you better step it up. You have to get a booster seat. Because he's coming. Because <laughs> you know what? Because guess what? Creepy Clark just subscribed to the Criterion <laughs> channel. Oh, did he? <laughs> All right. So he is he is coming up on your heels, brother. He's a Bill Burr. What about movie? Is he a big movie fan? He doesn't do movie. He's a movie. You got to do movie, only, man. He only <laughs> subscribes to channels that spell things correctly. He's very strict that way. Man after my own heart. He didn't even plug who wrote the fucking two-sentence horror story. This week's two-sentence horror story (laughs) brought to you by Joe Oliver yet again. I think Joe Oliver's leading the board with our two-sentence horror story. Is that right? Yeah. He's done eight. He's done eight, man. (laughs) How old is Joe Oliver? I don't know. He's at 43. All right. All right. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Today, up top, I'm kind of light. Everything... I, I can't pull clips on Friday. I've realized everything turns into Mandalore. What the, what the fuck What's was that? that? That was you. You clicked. No, from... I didn't. I didn't do anything. How weird. Let me, let me make sure. I mean, it was the Mandalorian. Russell, trying to get you through. have no less than 812 tabs open. I know. So They're all important to me. Why didn't you watch Mandalorian? Then we could have talked about it. I didn't it. have a chance, baby. Yeah. I'm trying to win a back-to-back-to-back national championship oh, on NCAA it. football 2013. So can I creepy on Clark my it? Xbox 360. Let As a re- reminder, it's the year 2020. Let me ruin it for you. 
What? The, the Mandalorian. Okay, so let's do Mandalorian talk. <laughs> Last week, we had uh, Boba Fett showed up. Oh, okay, yeah. And his cool ass You're talking ship. about the show. I thought you meant on here. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? So do we get more Boba Fett this week? Oh, dude, I was cringing when Boba Fett showed up. Why? I'll tell you, they he earned it. He was cool. He was cool, but and no planet should he have been. Why? When the slave one, which is what his ship is called, showed up, I went, oh, no. Like, audibly. And Oksana was like, what? And I'm like, I feel like they're about to jump the shark right here. And then he came out and I went, holy shit, they made him cool. Like, congratulations. This show is... Like, if they could just take a Gina Carano off Twitter, they'd be golden. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, Gina Carano's getting a little on Twitter. Well, did you hear Disney announced they're doing 10 more shows? All right. I saw Hell yeah. Yep. that Star shirt. of Haywire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was a Soderbergh, yeah? Yeah, I uh, didn't hate that movie. I think I saw that. What's that mean? A one and a half? <laughs> Two and a half, three, maybe. I don't know. I saw a poster that had like Star Wars and had like 97 things. Yeah. So we're doing more shows Ten and more, more movies. 10 more. 10 more shows. Yeah. All on Disney. Yep. And they're doing Marvel. Well, I think they realized that people unsubscribe <sighs> right after the Mandalore's, like Mandalorian's done. So they're like, well, what the fuck's stopping us? I mean, there's nothing else on there except for Boy Meets World. Exactly. That's why. <laughs> Boy Meets World. <laughs> oh, dude. Boy Meets World came up on the fucking, oh, when we were doing Isolation. Because that show is essentially a podcast where somebody's playing a game and we're just drinking. Yes, too much <laughs> alcohol. Oh, dude, tell me about it. Too well, when, many alcohol. When there's a function that you can buy people a shot for the fucking high price of $7, you think people wouldn't do it. But uh, Randy, did you, did you uh, contribute to their alcoholism? Uh, I did this week, but only because I gained so many points that I was able to assign one for free. <laughs> that is the most random thing yeah. ever. No, uh, I have paid before, though. Oh, yeah, he, he has. Okay. I it, paid uh, in honor of John Luke Goddard's birthday uh, <laughs> two weeks ago. And we're back. Yeah, no, Randy and Robson were talking about it. Robson showed up. David Robson, former guest on the show, you know, highbrow curator of film in uh, San Francisco, showed up, and I know he was drunk already. And he was just like, it's Godard's birthday. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's probably why Randy's not here. <laughs> well, dude, it's, a, it's monumental. He's 192 now. Man, <laughs> so old. Still looks better than Frederick Wiseman, though. If you, got, if you got Godard and Wiseman together, and then you showed them some sort of erotic material, who do you think would have a boner first? Uh, what kind of erotic material? These are well-lived. They've been around the planet a few times. Okay, well, they're both 119, so what would turn them on? I'm going to say <laughs> an Amish woman doing laundry. That's a weird... Yeah, okay. <laughs> I got money on Godard, that's all I'm saying. I don't know, I got Wiseman. Anyway, Big Man ears, big dick. Mandalorian, uh, our favorite Criterion fan, Bill Burr, comes back. No, they teased him uh, last, uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. So he is back. He's, man, I, I, I hate that I'm becoming like a fanboy for that dude. I told you this many years ago when you were like, eh, I don't like it. I yeah, don't even remember you saying that. I know. I showed you I one of the specials and you were like, eh, I like the Chappelle No, I did. More. I did like that one. I like the Bill Burr one. You were lukewarm. That's, I'm Randy. 
I was thinking two and a half. I liked it. <laughs> now you would rate it six. Nah, I'm not that in love. I would, you know, if he came through here, if any of those weird lawn comedy tours did, I'd be down. Uh, I go sit in the lawn. Burnt Chrysler did. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> familiar. Burnt Chrysler. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know. Should I? No. Bird Greasler. Okay. <laughs> cool. All right. All right. Here. I did find one thing that you you fucking blew the load on on social media. I told yeah. you keep your card close to the. What's the thing? Let me explain something <laughs> to you, man. You can't. Uh, you know, put a governor on my excitement. You understand? Oh, I like that. Let let that engine roar, baby. Yeah, and it, I mean, I just, I, it's such a weird thing. And uh, when you have that kind of information and you let it out, it's, you want to craft it and you just dumped it on fucking Instagram. Because I'm trying to garner interest for this show. <laughs> I appreciate it. I also saw you were on Twitter. What happened? I Clark Little, you liked something. Yeah. Unless you got hacked. No. Creepy Clark hacked your fucking I'm trying to dude. support, man. All right. I, I mean, I'm down. And again, the thing I'm poorly teasing here. Uh, actually, do you want to set it up? Okay. Now, I was completely blindsided by this story. Because as you know, Russell listens to a lot of news radio Russell's out there on the social medias. Russell has a much more uh, tighter grip as to what's going on with the uh, news culture and the popular culture of what's happening uh, because of his uh, listening habits. <laughs> Russell let me know that uh, there was a special that's coming out on the Lifetime television network this week, and he just showed me a trailer. With no context whatsoever. Now, are, are you going to play the audio of said trailer? Yeah, I got the trailer. Okay. Um, so let's just play the audio of the trailer, uh, because I want you to experience uh, the shot. Well, it, it is important to mention that uh, this is a Lifetime production. Uh, it's what they're calling a mini-movie. And it's now, I knew none of this. I knew, again, I was trying to paint this where I was okay. giving you the exact right, context right. that I had. Gotcha. All right, here. <laughs> A Lifetime original mini-movie. You don't answer my proposal, and now you're not answering my call. I think I'm falling for the new chef. Jessica is falling for Harley. The cook? Leave Jessica alone and skip town. He has a secret recipe that's going to change the world. Harley claims to have some secret recipe. A secret recipe? <laughs> Spare me. We all have our secrets. If you marry my daughter, I promise there'll be more long weekends in your future. I have to tell you something. We have a problem. Secrets out, chicken man. <laughs> I'll take care of this. You're ruining everything! Just kill him already! Who the hell are you? Harlan Sanders, the new chef. Mario Lopez is Colonel Sanders in a recipe for seduction. Premieres December 13th at noon, only on Lifetime. Presented by Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah. Now, I am both repelled and excited. <laughs> At the same time, that we've got such a relationship between commerce and art to where we get in, we get crazy shit like this. This is where I'm down for corporate takeover <laughs> in certain aspects. <laughs> this is presented by Kentucky Fried Chicken. We have Mario Lopez 
as Colonel Sanders, who, by the way, it's very clearly that he is Colonel Sanders. Oh, yeah. Given his facial hair. Very handsome Colonel Sanders. He's got now, salt and he's, pepper he's going no on. He's no Norm MacDonald or Reba <laughs> McIntyre Colonel Sanders no. or Jason Alexander. Oh, I forgot about those commercials. Oh, yeah. Who did it best? Well, I, oh, I give Norm. I don't feel like I'm rooting for Mario. Did Gilbert ever do it? Gilbert should have been Colonel Sanders. Why was Gilbert? Oh, I forgot about those commercials. See, this is why we should have a meeting. I could have like put together clips and we could have weighed it out. Randy would have hung up on us. (laughs) (laughs) Randy, what are the odds of you checking out this mini movie? Um, Probably zero. (laughs) But uh, I'm wondering if maybe this was originally a Quibi before they shut down. Now, this is a, uh, it's Quince Minutos, Randy. So how, how long is Quibi? How long did, I don't know. I, yep, that's it. The fuck is Quibi? So Quibi was a failed uh, network that was only available on your cellular device. And it launched right around the time of the pandemic, and it killed it. Oh, Quibi they had this like feature. So if like you uh, tilted your phone one way, the aspect ratio would change. So like if you're watching it like on your is essentially for like stuff to watch on your commute while you're on a train or something like that. Oh, I think it was funded by NBC. Maybe. Maybe it uh, looks like most Quibis are like five to ten minutes long. So, yeah, this is a little too long for a Quibi now. But it, but it's like curated, produced shit. It's not like audience. Oh, they, they had you know Hollywood stars on doing shows, and they were like yeah, like five to ten minute episodics. But they were only on Quibi. Only on Quibi, and uh, you can only watch it on your phone. What the fuck? Where, where are they now? It flopped. It's gone. It's I know, but where's all the content? With Creepy Clark in the basement, dude. We should dig up a Quibi. <laughs> Digging <Resurrected> up Quibbies. <laughs> They announced they were shutting down the day before my birthday this year. Oh, oh sad day. They knew. Randy was pulling. They were strings. like, Quibi was like, fuck Randy. Randy. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, dude, I am no joke, Randy. I'm pretty excited. When we looked into it more and we found out that Mario Lopez would only be the hot colonel for 15 minutes, <laughs> and I started getting a little, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think maybe I was relieved at that point. I wasn't. If they committed to this for 90 minutes. It's part of the bargain. Like if you're going to make, oh, you know what I hate is when people make bad film on purpose or like, you know, Sharknado's too self-aware. And, you know, we've talked to a lot of people on this show who have made movies that are entertaining for not the uh, traditional reasons. And I feel like the premise alone would have been enough, but you know, I've watched this trailer maybe four or five times now. I'm sorry. I've, you, you haven't? <laughs> no, you don't like that background that uh, like <laughs> I've seen a lifetime movie before. I know, I know what they offer. Yeah. I don't know. I, again, somebody pointed out that the funniest part of this whole trailer is that it debuts at noon. Yeah. <laughs> On a Sunday. <laughs> on a Sunday, Right yeah. in the middle of NFL action on the gridiron. And it's like, but that's what I mean. Like, this, they're tr- <sighs> originally I was like, wow, are they just like lame? 
clearly this uh, it's aimed at social media. Are they are they going to drop it here on YouTube? I don't. They'd be amiss not to. Yeah, I feel like you have to. But um, you know the fact that people find it funny that it's debuting at noon is probably the only joke that was unintentional in the whole thing. Now here's my question. This is uh, clearly some sort of marketing for Kentucky oh, yeah. Fried Chicken. Good marketing. So how much chicken talk are we going to get in this? <laughs> oh. Do you think they're going to fully commit to this? Or are we going to have like a very ornate 15-minute spot for fried chicken? And what we saw in this thing is just to, to bring you in. And then when we watch it, it's going to be 13 minutes of Mario Lopez <laughs> prepping chicken. No. Well, I mean, even in the trailer, there's a murder plot. There's a mother offering a uh, hopeful son-in-law. Yeah, and that could be fake. Oh, you mean, wait, what? So you think they made a bunch of fake footage there, for the maybe. trailer? Maybe. There, there's clear money in this. There's production. <laughs> I'm thinking smoke, mirrors. We don't know what's happening. <laughs> So when the you're saying when we all tune in at noon on Sunday, completely different. We're gonna get a like legitimate biopic. Yeah, maybe. No, <laughs> there was zero percent chance. I don't know. I think it's gonna have. To I be think it. your your original question though was like, are they gonna make chicken puns? Like, maybe. Like you want to snack on my crispy thigh, <laughs> like that. Cluck cluck, bitch. Yeah. Well, they already said like secrets out, yeah, chicken, chicken man. man. <laughs> The recipe is going to change the world. Who's dude. playing chicken now? Oh, oh, like they play. <laughs> they play chicken in cars. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You go up for a game of chicken, chicken man. No. Okay. So I wanted to find weirdo. Or they're making out and he's like, I knew I was a thigh man. <laughs> Randy said breast. Randy rate that joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Why the fuck? <laughs> okay you know what they should do instead of putting all this money into a uh a hot kernel they should put some money into some hot chicken baby (laughs) what if kfc had a hot nashville hot chicken randy are you not keeping up with the (laughs) ever-evolving menu of kentucky fried chicken they've got a nashville hot I'm not. I must have missed out. Vogue. <laughs> They've had it. They were the first ones to do a Nashville hot, baby. Really? They've had it for many years. Yeah. It's not bad. I probably haven't had KFC for many years either. So as you know, I like to keep my temple clean. Oh, <laughs> Randy, you're not missing a whole lot here. I, I am a defender of KFC to a certain degree. I do like that bowl thing that they do with the uh, mashed potatoes and the chicken oh, yeah. strips and the yeah, gravy and the cheese and the cigarette butts. Yeah. All that shit's great. You could and throw the corn. a cigarette butt in Yeah, there. it's all, It'd but be it's fine. good. Yeah. Um, but their biscuit is the worst thing <laughs> to come out of any fast food restaurant as far as I'm concerned. Their biscuit is deplorable. My biscuit. It's horrible. Dun, so. Dun. That's why, you know, I've, I've switched over in recent years to, to, to Popeyes. I think you might have missed it. You know that song? No. My biscuit. Dude, I played it. They had the little puppet biscuit. Puppet biscuit? Oh, my God. It's uh, Madeline when she was still walking on the planet. She uh, turned me on to a song. I don't, and I can't, I always forget this song's real until somebody talks about it. You don't know this song? No, and I don't care. All right, I'll, we'll play it as our outro music. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, damn it. Now, now you got me thinking about stupid-ass fried chicken. Like, you, you think at the end of the movie, there's going to be a guy <laughs> walking in, he's eating spinach, 
And it's oh, like, oh, Popeye. Oh, I'm glad he got that because they're going to throw down. They're going to play a game of chicken. But anyway. Why would Popeye have any beef with Colonel Sanders? Chicken? <laughs> chicken? What? Popeyes? Oh, oh my God. Wait, you got the joke, but you didn't make the chicken connection. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> okay. because, because Popeye the Sailor Man's got nothing to do with the chicken joke. I know. I, I, my bit was so that. So that's it, where it falls apart. It was a clunky joke. Because that the, was yeah, the bit. Oh, it's clunky because <laughs> now you're going into three. We got three different things. <laughs> it's a clunky joke. We've got we've got another competing chicken joint represented by a cartoon sailor that's got nothing to do with the chicken joint outside of the name. Okay, what if it's clearly somebody from like Louisiana and there's another guy with a can of spinach and he hands it to him and it's You like might a- as well have said, What if what if uh Colonel Sanders goes to a church? Oh, that would have been better. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> What if he goes to church because it's debuting at Sunday at noon? Also, if he had church's chicken? And then there's a and dude eating. He's also wearing like cooking gear and he's eating spinach. It's just like a super complicated message. I don't know. I'm looking forward to the Jolly Bee v. Colonel oh. Sanders. And McRib. <laughs> oh, God. So, uh, and yes, uh, we did ha- to close this book last week. Oh, we're we not did- closing it yet because we should have left the comedy to the professionals. Because the one clip I did find is uh, from somebody who calls himself, uh, what the fuck, Dubs? I don't know. Here we go. Here's, here's a dub creation. Okay. If it will load. You ate the last biscuit. Oh, no. <laughs> What's going on, baby? Like the new scarf? <laughs> I want to fuck the new chef. She's falling for the colonel hard. Do you want a $5 fill-up? Get the fuck out of my house. I heard he has a secret. It's the dankest in town, man. You like me some dark meat. I'm the double soul sister. Never mind. I got the four-piece meal. Two breasts and two thighs. Extra crispy. There's a problem. Lights out, chicken man. Sure. You Kentucky Fried Fuck! Just kill him. <laughs> what did you do? Your wife was finger licking good. Mario Lopez is Colonel Sanders in a recipe for seduction. Presented by Kentucky Fried Chicken. Dubs. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the creation of that trailer is worth it just to have this. <laughs> And you really need the video component because all he did is just play the entire trailer and then just dubbed over. And it's it's great. And it's a shame he only has 131 views. Yeah, I wouldn't have played it if there were like thousands. I really, I'm really trying to get these guys their big break with the over the couch. Well, I knew, God, it's terrible, but I don't know why it fucking works. I, I enjoyed that thing. And I was like, Clark's really, I mean, there's a fart noise in there. Yeah, it's fun. And there's a boing. <laughs> and uh, don't think I uh, forgot about Randy because he, he made another one of these. And I'm going to play it halfway through. I'll put the whole clip up there. But he also did a uh, fat man. So uh, here we go. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> What's up, son? I need you to kill Santa. <laughs> Where's the fat man? I beg your pardon? Oh, I don't want any trouble. Santa, numb nuts. <laughs> Santa gave my son a box of shit. <laughs> Where the fuck is Chris Kringle? 
I found his hideout. So what's the move? You kill him. I mean, wouldn't that ruin the Christmas spirit? <laughs> I have a sweet tooth. My doctor says I'm at high risk for diabetes. Who the fuck wants me? Nice draw. It's covered in cocaine. Fuck you, fat man! Here we are. All right. Yeah, you get it. In the beginning of that, it's just all Mill Gibson cut up from that phone call. That's that's what that that's is. why it sounds uh, that way. There we go. That one where he was what arguing with his wife, or I don't know. I'm not into celebrity gossip. <laughs> <laughs> but the ZZ Top, I'm like, dude, what what, what, what were we watching? Where? They did that like hard rock backing music, and we're like, dude, it's perfect. It was, uh, it was Tim Heidecker's stand up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where they had like a Rolling Stone clip yeah. and it just was looping. Dude, that shit makes me laugh. That's I don't. Good. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, but yeah, so to close the book, uh, last week we teased that we were going to try the ever popular. Quote. The yep. ever-returning McRib sandwich. So I just want to do uh, our due diligence and, and uh, show the pay dirt. Show the receipts. Because <laughs> we did it, baby. Russell, Oksana, myself, went out, got the McRib through DoorDash. Thank you for your sponsorship. For me, as I ordered DoorDash 10 days in a row over the past week and a half. <laughs> do I want to explain why? No. Am I doing well? It's a daily <laughs> It's a daily. It's task. a daily struggle. Um, got the McRib. Also, Randy. I also got a McFish because I knew that chances are I wasn't going to like the McRib, and I didn't <laughs> want to that to be the only part of the meal. So, uh, unfortunately, the uh, fillet of fish was the saving matter in this. As the McRib is a terrible, terrible sandwich. I do not understand it. It is drenched in sauce, but at the same time, it is very dry. It is bone dry. Wilt. Covered in sauce. Yeah, when you pointed that out, I uh, it definitely dropped my um, enjoyment level. The best part of the sandwich is the, the bun. The bun's faint. Great. It's fantastic. If they use that long bun, and then, Randy, if they had like a um, original chicken sandwich, like at Burger King, you know, the long mm-hmm. one. If yeah. they use that bun, with the, if they had a chicken sandwich like that, would it would wipe uh, Burger King off the planet. Did concerned. it taste like rib meat to you? No. Is that the idea? I don't know what the idea is, but they need to redo it because it's uh, nugget. Yeah, it, it. I don't know. I didn't like it. I, I am um, very proud of you for convincing Randy to step out of the comfort zone, too. Now, Randy also went out and he finally is now a part of the family of the filet of fish Yep, this is true. Uh Two point five out of five. It's fine. Mm. Oh. That's very hurtful. That means he likes but, it. <laughs> but if we do now again, Randy's scale on rating things is a mu- is much like foreign currency. So we do need to rearrange it uh, to show that it's correct currency. So a two point five <laughs> on the Randy scale is actually four and a half. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. It's fine. It's a. Uh... Like I said in in my review via text, uh, you can't really differentiate any of the ingredients. The bun and the fish both has the same consistency. So it kind of just feels like you're just biting into like a, I don't know, 
a spongy thing. And I like uh, being able to tell, you know, that the protein is different than the uh, the bun. And, you know, there's nothing else in there. There's sauce. There's no lettuce or anything. But it's nice to have uh, eat some different textures in, in the bite. So you like fish? I like fish, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's got like a alien texture when comparing it to like other Do foods. Do you like jam bands? Uh, no. Okay, good. <laughs> For the most part, no. Good job. I had a, I had a couple cousins who were obsessed with fish and uh, what's the other one? Uh, string cheese incident? Yeah, that's one. Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. What, they're all food-based? <laughs> oh, I, guess so. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> what other jam bands you got? Swiss cheese. Uh, the North Mississippi All Stars. Oh. Randy, jam is them? also a food, so. <laughs> jam is also a yeah. show from the BBC. Jam band. Yeah. I, I, I can't do jam band shit. Like what? Who was married we, to Lucille Weed is Ball? like an anti jam band. <laughs> what? That's what I like. <laughs> Ween's, That's not true. Ween's chill. Oh, ween. I thought you said weed. No, ween. Because you've been indulging a lot. Ween. I mean, look, you so I smoke a J a day. What's the problem? Uh, you smoke two. A lot like the song would I don't imply. smoke two J's a day. I've never smoked two J's in one day in my entire life. That's Jay. not true. One day I did. I, you know, while I was looking for clips, I uh, came across one that was a uh, highlight from Ancient Aliens. Oh boy! And they were talking about how there are insectoids living in uh, Roswell. Insectoids. Wait, Roswell? What the hell is it? Area fifty-one. Area fifty-one. Yes. Um. Yeah. And they were saying that there's one insectoid that had a name. His name was J Rod. J Rod. Yeah, dude. They they mention it on the show. They're like J Rod, the alien. Yo, J Rod. You know what? <laughs> the clip. I uh, let me see if I can find it. Ancient aliens. Have you ever watched that show, Randy? What? So uh, I haven't. I think it's come up on here before. I do know someone that worked on it. J-Rod sounds like a frat boy, dude. <laughs> I know. It sounds not like <laughs> an alien. It's like, hey, you heard about J-Rod? You're a big dick. <laughs> oh, there's look, there's a bunch of J-Rod on here. Oh, my. J-Rod, gray alien ambassador. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, J-Rod. I don't. I'm sorry. It's early for me. I got up at eight today. It is early. I know. We're recording on a Saturday. We're we're jumping through hoops on fire to so Clark can return home. I mean, that's up in the family. air at this point. I don't know. Like the COVID? Yeah. <laughs> we are at, at at the peak right now. Uh well, God. Remember when we were doing the COVID bonus episodes? Six years ago. I'd right. And uh <laughs> remember how quick God, I got tired of that quicker than I did Tiger King. That I was so over that for shit. For a couple months. And even every time now I kind of cringe. Whenever we talk about COVID, but currently right now we're in the peak of the death count and uh, you're going to venture onto a plane. Not my choice. (laughs) It's just your commitment to family and your uh, giant heart that makes you continue to give even when we're fighting an invisible war. Yeah, we'll go with that. Okay. (laughs) Sounds good. Put some uh, triumphant backing betting music for me in post, Randy. (laughs) <laughs> sure get some uh patriotic yeah Something a nice. lot of trumpets <laughs> <laughs> all right randy michael you got a couple movies indeed oh, um let's start with uh, a documentary that is on hulu right now called the mole agent 
It's a uh, Chilean film, Chilean documentary uh, about a uh, private investigator who hires an elder, elderly man to go undercover in a nursing home. Ooh. Um, so essentially, this PI gets word <laughs> that... Uh, that uh, he, he this, saw the uh, poster. That's what happened. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it looks very much like a Mr. Bean movie or something. Uh, like a Mr. Magoo. Or Mr. Magoo, yeah. Um, but yeah, essentially this PI gets word from uh, this woman that uh, her mom may be uh, abused in this um, nursing home. Um, so she wants to hire someone to go in uh, as a spy and kind of like see what's going on in this nursing home. Very nice. Um, so they get a group of like 80 to 85 year old men to uh, interview for this. And uh, in the beginning, they also have to like go through like a sort of like a technology test. So you get a, a bunch of rather funny clips of uh, old people trying to make phone calls uh, and FaceTime calls in the beginning. But now, do they um, do like some sort of stress test or sort of physical uh, test to test their, uh, you know, physical acumen? Because these are very old gentlemen. Not really. I mean, they're not going to be doing a lot. They're in a nursing home kind of just <laughs> snooping around, you know, so not a lot of, uh, it's a lot of physical acumen program. needed. You know what I mean? You have to account for the stress that these gentlemen are, are going into. They're going into the front lines of war. Do you understand? <laughs> and so when you're 85 years of age, that's an added pressure that maybe you just don't have the capacity to withhold. So by straining these gentlemen in a testing format, you're able to see if they can withhold the pressures of going into enemy lines. Well, I'll tell you what, they didn't show that if they did shoot it, but the guy they chose, his name's Sergio. Uh, he's, a, he's, he's quite a character. He is definitely uh, an older gentleman, um, also not that great with technology, but they, they go through the, uh, you know, the training so that he can um, you know, record voice memos to send uh, to the PI and to make FaceTime calls and stuff, and... Uh, he gets into this place, and uh, he's very, very popular with with the ladies. I know. Uh, he kind of becomes the star of the um, nursing home. Um, so yeah, he <laughs> he's going around trying to like snoop around and see if you know anything sketchy is happening. But uh, yeah, he ends up being uh, like making a lot of relationships with uh, the people there. And um, yeah, he's a you know he's an older gentleman as well, and he just lost his how, how uh, wife. I think he's like 80, something like that. Is, he's is, like 43. Is he bedding <laughs> these women, Randy? Uh, no, there okay. are definitely ladies that uh, sort of make passes at him. Um, but he, you know, very, <laughs> very honestly tells them that, uh, you know, he just lost his wife, which is not part of the, uh, <clears throat> the well, undercover operation. That is, that is true. So it's not true. He's just, he's just improv now. No, that is that part is true. Oh, he did lose okay. his wife like before. Um, so he's getting real. Yeah. So that's also kind of like part of the reason that he wanted to uh, go through this um, operation in the first place. He's like, you know, I'm kind of at home all the time, and you know, I I walk to the store once a day, and kind of just you know sitting around too much, kind of thinking about things. So he's like, uh, he was up till the test, and uh, well, yeah, I won't say that the movie is. 
anticlimactic. Um, <laughs> but not to spoil anything, but it's not as uh, sinister as it as it purports to be in the beginning. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's fun. It's kind of charming. This uh, this old man is a uh, is a good character. Well, I mean, you say that he's not out there, you know, shagging, but uh, you know, if he's uh, he's lost his wife, he's got nothing else better to do. He's he's out there. He's he's mowing the muff, baby. <laughs> he might be. You never know. His uh, he's got his little newsies hat on, man. Sergio's dressing sharp. He 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 can get it. Yeah, he's just a PI. He's not a spy like Fang Fang. PI, penis inspector. There you go. No, he's the spy. The PI is the guy that he reports to. Oh, oh okay. And Randy, he's the PPI. So I, I, you know, I always pull up the shit on IMDb to fake like we do research on this stuff. And <laughs> yeah. um, the IMDb page is weird. There's like no actors credited, and it it says it's a documentary, so it is real. Yeah. Okay. I I was like, did I just miss that in the beginning? Because all the like. All of the pictures on IMDb look like it's, you know, framed like a scripted thing. Like, look uh, at- yeah, it's um, so that's part of the thing. So they essentially go into this nursing home before he even gets there. Uh, so they say that they're going to, like, make a movie about the nursing home. So um, there's cameras there that are, like, supposed to be there, you know, so it's not all like oh. super. Uh, so he does have, like, spy glasses, too, um, with, like, a video camera that he puts on in certain scenes, but um, yeah, it's like, it's shot pretty well because they actually had permission to go in there um, and shoot. Um, But yeah, they, you know, they didn't tell them uh, really what they were shooting. Is Um, he strapped? Oh my God. (laughs) He is not. No, dude, they didn't do it right. It's like a Frederick Wiseman Trojan horse. (laughs) It's a Frederick Wiseman. Hey, I'm going to make a four hour documentary about this nursing home but they're really sending in a spy. I, Randy, where the fuck do you find this? Is it showing like at Roxy or something? He's a Hulu. Uh, it's on Hulu. Weird. And, um, weird. I heard someone talk about it on another podcast too. It's like, oh, that sounds kind of fun. I'll, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. It, I mean, just from the poster and like what it's about, I don't know. It didn't seem like a, like a Randy would be rushing to watch it. Why yeah, would no, Randy just be Russian when he's watching anything. He's of Italian <laughs> Mexican descent. You have like a German, German. or something. <laughs> Dude, we, Speaking of Germans, the, the rim shot here. You you talk about rim shots so often. You I gotta clean the bean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Randy. I don't know. I, I was gonna segue when I said speaking of Germans, but I don't think that even <laughs> like holds up to what I'm gonna talk about next. Next, Donka, Randy Donka. Um, another round, the new Thomas Vinterberg film, uh, oh, watched it through the Balboa theaters, uh, virtual cinema. Um, yeah, it is. It's very good. It's, uh, about these four, uh, dudes, four friends that are, uh, like in their forties. Um, and all of them are working at this school and they all kind of feel that their careers and sort of their marriages are a little bit stale. Um, and one night they're ce- celebrating one of their birthdays. They go out to dinner um, and they start talking about how uh, some dude or some scientist or something had this theory that um, having a blood alcohol content of uh, 0.05 makes you more creative and relaxed. Um, and they're kind of just like throwing it around. And then 
Um, Mads Mikkelsen's character, uh, he comes into the dinner like not wanting to drink, um, but he kind of breaks down and then starts drinking. Um, and he's just like slamming wine and stuff like that. Uh, and then that's when he kind of, um, you know, lets them know what's up with his uh, relationship and kind of how he feels like, you know, things are kind of kind of in the shitter. Um, and then the next day he, you know, they all go back to their jobs at the school. Um, and Mads Mickelson's character is like, you know what about that theory? I'm going to, uh, going to test it out. So he, he takes some alcohol before class and, uh, oh boy. you know, it sort of takes the edge off and he, uh, starts teaching a little better. And then, um, he lets the other guys know, and he actually has to get a ride home because he, uh, took a little bit too much. Yep. Um, and then the rest of them are like, you know, if, uh, he's going to go and kind of test this theory out, we're, we're going to go along with it. So, uh, they, they like file a report sort of, um, like on their, one of their computers and they're like, we're going to, uh, test this theory out and see what, uh, see what comes of it. It's just like my dear friend Chester Bennington said before he passed away. Oh my God. <laughs> it starts that? one. Oh dude. Good. Good job. This is true. And it, uh, yeah, so, you know, at first it's, uh, it's rather a fun. Yeah. <laughs> at first it's rather fun and you, you see, um, you know, the benefits of, of that and how it can sort of take the edge off. And if you're anxious, makes you a little less anxious and, uh, you know, just easier to talk and sort of not as in your head about things. But, um, yeah, they go, uh, they go farther and farther and they up the blood alcohol content and, uh. Yeah, it gets uh, it gets kind of dark, but I don't know. I was uh, so the ending of this movie um is very very good. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen is is great in it, and uh, yeah, he gets a a great last scene in this movie. I don't want to spoil it, um, but yeah, I just uh, I was rather uh interested in the way that it sort of talked about alcohol in this movie because it's not really out to demonize it. Uh, I think it really does show um that you know, if you take it too far, like it can ruin your life, but it also can help in social situations or, uh, have sort of benefits in certain, um, aspects of life. So I don't know. It was interesting. And it's a, it's, it's a really good movie. Have you ever taken it too far, Randy? Uh, no, I've only famously been hung over once. (laughs) You could borrow some of mine. (laughs) Every Friday morning, dude. Randy, have you ever drank so much that you... Uh, no. You've never... <laughs> nope, never gotten there. What about you? Oh, yeah, you know. I do? When I... when It always happens. If I drink too much... It, what is too much for you? If if I have an X amount of, of liquor drinks... We talking like a six-pack... <laughs> Oh, liquor drinks. Liquor drinks. And Two then margaritas. Also, I, then I, I had 12 pints of PBR Pliny. one time. A PBR? I was and going Pliny. Was... <laughs> dude, I, dude, 12 pints of, of Pliny? You'd be gone. I couldn't do that. Why? That's too much, man. Nah. 12 pints of PBR was too much. Nah. What am I, Andres the Giant? <laughs> <laughs> What's the worst thing you've ever done while drunk? The worst thing I've ever yeah. done while drunk. Uh, I mean, I, I, I haven't done anything like regrettable. Have I you blacked out. I'm a fun drunk. You black. Oh. I just get messy. You're fun until you start thinking about you and then you get like very mopey. I don't get mopey. My, my major I'm not a mopey drunk. My major memory. Oh, you're right. You were laughing, but it was depressing. 
(laughs) (laughs) I remember you in a party sitting down against a wall being like self-loathing, but you were laughing. So yeah, it was, it was, yeah. Let me explain something to you, man. (laughs) Being entertaining is not just at the peak of the mountain. Mm-hmm. You need to be entertaining in the summits too. Oh, okay. Wait, summits the peak? You were doing a bit. The peaks in the valleys. <laughs> I get okay. It. No, the summit is not, but it's fine. I oh wait, am, no, no, I guess it would. I am in control. You understand? Randy, what's the worst thing you've ever done? Uh, I also don't think I've ever done anything crazy while. Yeah, I knew it. While yeah, drunk. Boring. What have you done? The worst thing. Larceny. Uh, I woke up in jail. All right. There we go. <laughs> there you go. So I got, I beat you. What, fight? You're a fighter. Uh, am I? Yes. I might pretend to be on TV. Nah, nah, but nah. Like, you got it. Yeah, no, I got a, oh wait, I think I've told this story on the show before. We were at a fucking convention in San Jose. You've never heard that? No, give it me Randy? the 30 second version. No. Um, we brought a bottle of Grey Goose to a sci-fi convention. And while I was in a room. <laughs> While I was in a private party in a Klingon room, the oh. two guys hosting it were dressed like Klingons. I got into a conversation with a dude dressed like Spike from Buffy, and I started singing Rebel Yell. And then I, <laughs> I, then I blacked out, and I, uh, people told me later that I, oh my God, it's a difficult story. We had a, we had a buddy who said he was dating a girl. I guess they weren't really dating, and she was making out with other people that whole night. Ooh. And uh, at, we kept telling him, like, dude, what the hell's going on? That's your girlfriend. He's like, oh, I'll talk to her. And then I guess when I blacked out, we were down in the lobby and there was a dude that was described to me later as looking like the villain from the mummy with Brendan Fraser, the bald guy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they were making it on the dance floor. I guess I walked up and hit him. And then, yeah, I guess he was trying to get away and I tried to hit him again. Did you? Let, I'm going to ask you a question here. Oh, it was bad. Did you have the rings on? No, it was, it was prior my, uh, to my gimmick. Would you hit somebody in the face with your rings? Cause that's kind of if weird. I was blacked out, I mean, that's different. Just say, yeah, no. And I, you know, I felt bad about it, but I woke up. Oh, also dude, I was wearing a leather jacket that night. Yeah. That was my gimmick that night. And I woke up handcuffed to a chair and there was just this fucking messed up dude next to me. He's like, cops were really mean to you, man. <laughs> you don't like, remember any of that? No. And you know, this is how long ago it was. Uh, I, I was playing guitar at that time. Yeah. This is how fucking long ago. And uh, the way I was handcuffed to the chair, my thumb, index finger, and middle finger on my left hand were numb for two months. And I kept thinking, man, if I wasn't such a lazy motherfucker, I could probably put together a lawsuit, maybe, and make something. And I just kept thinking, dude, I'm never going to be able to play guitar again. And like, I could, I'll, I'll donate my thumb right now. I don't even care. What happened <laughs> with your fingers? Oh, they came back. They bounced back. Where did they go? No, they were just numb. From what? From being like uh, awkwardly positioned. Like, you know, when you're in like, uh, oh, you're in like a doctor's office and they have those uncomfortable plastic chairs. Yes. Yeah. I was handcuffed to the back of one of those while sitting in it. So it was cut off the circulation of my wrist oh, for understand. potentially a whole night. Yeah. And I woke up, I couldn't feel them. And I was just like, uh, <laughs> if they turn black, I'll do something about it. But yeah. otherwise, yeah. <laughs> I would have freaked out. I think that's the worst thing I've done. I, but again, mind you, uh, you are the first to drink, the, uh, the youngest, I think. When, when did you have your first drink? My first drink, I was 20. 
Oh God, we're lame. Yeah. I think I drank my, so my dad was like begging me to go to a bar with him when I turned 21. And I was like, no, I don't fucking drink. I, I judge people who drink. I was Randy, <laughs> you know, like two months ago. And then, uh, yeah, no, I started drinking when I was 22. Yeah. And I think, you know, it turned into like, oh, when I, when I drink, I'm productive and I would write terrible songs. Like, dude, if I had them, I would let you put the actual music to them. They're so <laughs> bad. But like, I just, I would just destroy property. It was awful. Yeah. <laughs> One time I, yeah, I got arrested. Actually, I think I hit the guy in the lobby and the cop was sitting in a chair. And he was just like, all right, come on, man. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I went. Dude, I think I might have the the picture they take. What's it called? Mugshot? Mugshot? It's yeah. A mugshot. I think I might have it. Okay, well, that's oh, the new, my new profile picture. New picture of the <laughs> show. For the lamest. They kicked me out of the drunk tank, too. Is that going to be our first uh, merch? Oh, hell no. You, you want to <laughs> do Artie Lang with the no nose. Artie's doing fine. We heard from him a few weeks ago. He'll be back. Yeah. I didn't mean to bring the mood down. I know. Well, yeah, Clark's I mean, judging me over here. He's just yeah, like, what the judge. fuck? I mean, I know what I'm walking into here. No, you don't. You've gotten a little better. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, you were a feral child. <laughs> no, I wasn't. You were unkept feral. I, I have a lot of energy, and I just need outlets. Misguided energy. That's why I need, well, I need like 48 projects in the air all the time. You then, think you need 48 <laughs> projects in the air at all time. But you don't. I think I just stress you out when I'm working on a bunch of You're the of overworked juggler, friend. Juggalo. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> You've got all these things. You're throwing plates. You're throwing chainsaws. Ooh. Brother, that's how gravity works. Is they got to come back down and you don't have enough arms. <laughs> well, three of my fingers don't work either. And three so of <laughs> your fingers are out of commission. Randy, you down with the clown? Is that what I just heard? Tell him six feet underground. Woot woot! What the fuck, Randy's got bars today. <laughs> God, did we just do like a ICP seance? What just happened? No, because woot woot would have lost us all credibility right there. Family. Oh. What would you say, Randy? Family. Oh, <laughs> that was a good movie. All right, yeah, another round. Inspiring drinking. Good job, Randy. Also, it's weird that it's like Mads Mikkelsen. He's a very mature-looking uh, adult male. And I feel like the story is. What like, are you typing things into Pornhub right now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they got canceled. We can't talk about that. Okay. And uh, no, no, it just feels like this story is what a lot of teenagers go through, where it's like, oh, I have anxiety at high school, but if I sneak a beer, I can deal with it. <laughs> Am I wrong? And then like the tech industry tried to like reclaim that idea, where it's like, you know, if if you play foosball, like microdosing or some shit. Yeah, it's like, oh, you can be more productive at work. I'm like. I don't know. Yeah, this is dangerous ground you're walking on. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, at my tech startup company, we didn't have alcohol because our main job is to be on the phones. Well, bitch, you work <laughs> from home. I do now. That was one of the first because things. Because of the Chinese. Yeah, but that's one of the first, which we're going to war with, by the way. Anyway, Stop. I, Clark hates it when I bring that up. It's sad. Yesterday, I was in a very, uh, I, I had a lot of deep thoughts at work. I was listening to a lot of good podcasts. And, uh, I came back and I just kind of like uh, verbal diarrhea all over Clark. And he, it it's, just, this is our part of our relationship. <laughs> I know, but you're not happy whenever I go like politics or like, like there's an impending war going on. Well, so here. I, I treat it. It's like when you, when you go, when I, when I let you leave this house to let you go earn a living, 
and you come back. <laughs> you you get filled with poison oh, yeah. that you listen to. And then when you come here, I let you you squeeze that poison out. Oh yeah. Quite literally, the people we were working next door to, they were spray painting all fucking day and we don't have proper ventilation in our little like ramshackle warehouse and it just all of the air was full of like That's huffing for, paint. Jesus. Yeah, I got lightheaded. Dude, it's the third time last week. Well, keep your mask on. I will, dude, through the mask. Yeah. It was literally like we got new product in, and I'm like, the fuck? Why does this like stink so bad? What kind of mad? You had, you have an, uh, what's the fancy one's called? N17? I don't know. I only 95. Wear, I'm in not, 95. Yeah. Way I, low. I'm not hip, so I don't wear like the black tight, like ninja one that everybody wears. And I don't do the gator, even though I kind of like the gator. But I've heard that it's actually worse. Gator's trendy, man. Well, that's what I'm saying. I use like the boring white medical one with like the little bar. Yeah. It's very unfashionable. No, but I like how it molds to the nose. You know, I've actually gotten used to the gross smell of it. Okay. Like, cause you know how a bunch of people were like, oh, I smell my breath all day. Those white <laughs> medical ones, there's a chemical in there. Well, or brush something. your teeth. They're fucking, gr- no, they're they, it, <laughs> the mask. And it's almost like when you open- good film <laughs> mask off. Uh, it's almost like when you buy a new toy and you're opening it up and you smell that like new plastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. For you me get now. those CDCs right in your bloodstream. <laughs> it's like when you right order a, a package from China layer. and you pop all the bubbles and inhale that gas. All right. Randy, you got anything else, Beb? Uh, yeah, I think I'm I think I'm plugging this. I, I watched a movie last night. Uh, called Beast Clawing at Straws, which is a South Korean crime thriller. Plastic straws, um, paper straws. <laughs> <laughs> they never got into what types of straws, actually. But uh, I've been seeing it on um, the Roxy's virtual cinema. Uh, it's no longer there, but it was also on the Balboa, and it looked kind of fun and cool. Um, and I finally pulled the trigger on it last night. Bang, and bang. as I was watching it, um, the beginning credits said it was an artsploitation film, so I texted Russell, and uh, I think he may be watching it soon. Yeah, well, they, they actually sent us a screener, and I remember I went into a frenzy, and I'm like, wait, what the fuck? How is Randy watching the screener right now? And Oksana was like, dude, it's been out. It's been out at the Roxy. He probably just did it there. And then yeah. Randy was like, no, it's not at the Roxy anymore. How did you watch it? Uh, so I think it's... I think Kino might be distributing it too. No. So it's on Kino Marquee, which Fair. is what uh, a lot of the um, digital things through the Roxy have been on. Yeah. And um, yeah, Artsploitation actually, they, I think they emailed us yesterday with a uh, press release and um, they're like, hey, if you want to watch this, it's coming out on December 15th. So by the time the episode goes up, the Blu-ray DVD is going to be out. So is this nice. the segment of uh, Randy Presents Kino Therapy? No, <laughs> because Randy, the reason he didn't dive deeper into it is he wants us to watch it and then we can talk about it next week. Okay. This is a uh, South Korean film, Randy. Correct. All right. Uh, kimchi. Uh, yeah, there's probably some in it. There's some food in it. Okay. Have you done? What is, what is this bit? I like kimchi. It's a natural probiotic. You'll you'll dig it. It's described as a crime th- thriller, neo noir, or something. I don't know. There's Love it. A lot of cool guy hashtags. Love on there. cool guys. I know. <laughs> and you didn't even hit the button. I know. We're running out of energy because you keep telling me not to hit the button. You're making me conscious about the button. You give me button consciousness. Oh, I didn't mean to give you a button complex. BC. 
The film I watched last night. Now, I watched this last night because I had not watched anything throughout the week. Uh, I, that's uh, incorrect. I tried to watch something uh, that I bailed on, uh, which I will not mention. I what, will just what say it? that it's a recent documentary about uh, unidentified flying objects. And uh, the phenomenon I couldn't do it. What, Randy? The phenomenon? The phenomenon. Something I like a phenomenon. on the phenomenon. Yeah, uh, I watched well, it. It's, yeah. It seemed, it was homework, and uh, there was a narrator, and it just seemed like a PBS special, and I've got nothing against PBS specials. As I mentioned, I contribute to KQED, our local uh, public broadcasting channel here in the Bay Area. I donate to them $5 every month. Happy to do it. I mean... From your description, it sounds like every other cryptid documentary where there's yeah. kind of like they have like um, open source like visuals or like somebody went on location and filmed an empty field. It's very well researched. It's just it's not what I wanted. They're not entertaining. It's not entertaining. They're, you come in thinking monster or alien and you get like front loaded talking heads and like everything. It's like cut down into like dense factoids that you're never going to remember. Uh, and the reason I think it's important to to point out that all cryptid shit do that is because that new Unsolved Mysteries, they had an episode that was alien-based. The way that it was filmed felt like no other alien documentary I'd seen. And I think it's a tribute to just, like, uh, real production knowledge. And, it, like, did you watch any of it when it came back on, like, Netflix, I think? I only watched, uh, I think, two. Did you watch the alien one? No. Now... Just having abandoned that movie, watch that one. And I think you'll know instantly. Like they have a, or um, the, the Skunk Ape, that short film on YouTube. Yeah. Like it's just filmed, like documentary is such a broad genre. And it, for some reason, they always devolve into like PBS unwatchable. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's a thing I think about a lot. Like it's like, oh, the, uh, you know, the, what the fuck is another cryptid? I can't think of one. Loch Ness Mothman. The Mothman. Yeah. They're all like, well, here's the field where he was first seen by Chuggy. Debbie. Yeah. No. Chuggy dodged bullets. He was in the Matrix. <laughs> also, Chuggy's working at 3 a.m. Chuggy's now. dodging heart disease. <laughs> I think he's doing good. I think now I haven't that, seen him in several weeks. Well, that's because he's Bezos' slave that now. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. All right. So, uh, well, good thing we're not talking about aliens as we spent five minutes talking about a movie that morally was. gray aliens uh so i wanted to watch something now again i i get caught in this loop of i don't want to go into randy retreads you know russell and i watch a lot of films that we share together um so i needed to to get outside of those two spinning wheels i needed to go my own way find my own path you young grasshopper. Own uh, which i did so this week uh with wade in the Water, Wade Boggs, uh, by director Mark Wilson. Uh, the synopsis for this is: A man's solitary life is interrupted when he receives a neighbor's package bearing a horrifying secret. It is safe to say, in the many years and many films that I have watched in my life, I've never seen a movie quite like Wade in the Water. So, right there, I want to give it kudos. Was this Fall Guys? It keeps <laughs> taking turns that you do not expect. Um, first of all, the lead of this, uh, Russell, can you scroll down just a bit for me, please? Yeah. Uh, the lead in this, who does not have a name, he is only known as R-Man. 
uh, is Tom E. Nicholson. Uh, I've never seen a lead quite like Tom E. Nicholson. Is he is at least four hundred pounds? Oh, I thought it was a guy in a fat suit. No, no. Oh, okay. No, no. This is a he's a large gentleman, um, and he does a great job at uh, with this character. So we. Our introduction to this character in his very um, mundane life is that he works from home. He he has to talk to customers on the phone, uh, much like your boy. Um, fortunately, I have gained less weight in quarantine. <laughs> um, and uh, he just, uh, his life sucks. Um, and he is going to therapy. Um, he has anger issues. He's throwing hamburgers at people uh, who work at this restaurant. Uh, there's an ongoing bit there, um, and he's trying to solve problems with his therapist. But we also see that, you know, he's a bit of um, a conspiracy theorist in, in some, and he has certain um, viewpoints uh, that are a little extreme, some may say. Um, we, and we also learned that he had a history of abuse with his father. Um, so he's got a lot of demons that he carries along with all that extra weight. And um, he's sitting at home, and he gets a package. He opens this package, and it is a CD-ROM, and he uh, puts that directly into his computer. Uh, what is on that CD-ROM is not good. What is this, a period piece? It's, he has a drive on his computer? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, he, he drives around in a 1999 Buick LeSabre. Okay. <laughs> um. A fine car. Uh, we never had Buicks. We were a Cadillac family. Thank you so much. I, this, I, I don't want to say what was on the CD-ROM. It's not good. And so he freaks out. Now, this, it, this film goes into an area where a lot of, a lot of films do. And I think that, and it's, it's a theme that I enjoy exploring uh, a lot. And that is too much time on your hands. Idle time is the devil's workshop, is, is the adage that was always told to me. And I think that this is a good example of that, to where uh, our man uh, wants to investigate uh, where, this disc and why he got it. And it was, it was not intended for him, but it landed in his lap and he wanted to do something about it. And so he uh, confronts a person involved in this, and then that takes a turn. And then because of the actions that he took, um, an unlikely bond has formed with another person. Um, again, I'm speaking very cryptically because I wanted to experience uh, the crazy turns in this uh, firsthand, and I, yeah, I, I don't want to give away anything. Not that, it's, not that it's gimmicks, but it can certainly help with the narrative of the film. So I, I just don't want to overstep on, on any of that. Um, does everything work in the end to a degree? Uh, this movie takes chances. I like it because it's bold. I don't necessarily, there are certain things that I, I, I forgive, but I, I think that may just be me and my weird little quirks on, on certain things with the story. But uh, ultimately, I very much like this movie. I highly recommend it. Um, I, I think this is a great indie movie, and uh, we, we could use more like these. And um, it's just, a, it's a very, 
fresh take on on you know idle time and 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 trying to to fix stuff from the past <laughs> when you're not really prepared for the future does that make sense he's tr- yeah. he's proposing all of all the things that happened to him and it, he wanted to to make right but in doing so he just further fucked things up yeah, sounds hey, good. Russell's I want to check this out. Russell, also, speaking of uh, idle time, uh, Devin Sawa famously had idle hands. So, it's a subject I dig too. You know, I've never seen Idle Hands. Does that have Jessica Alba? I believe so. Yeah, it's Jessica a good picture. Alba, born in Mississippi. Yeah, that, that's a weird Randy one right there. I don't know why he loves idle hands. I was a big Devin Sawa head, mostly because of Final Destination. Well, Randy, uh, stay tuned to this very show. Yeah, can I use that? The Fanatic Part 2? No, that segue. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, what's the name of my movie? Wade in the Water. Great. (laughs) Check it out. On Amazon Prime. And speaking of Devin Sawa, uh, that's a perfect intro to the film I watched, which is called Hunter, Hunter. I can't give me the I news. Can't, no, no, it's Hunter I, Hunter. I'm doing Thompson Twins. I know, and I'm doing Robert Palmer. No, Randy, you decide which is better. Hunter Hunter or Hunter Hunter. <laughs> give me the news. No, you can't cheat. You can't put more lyrics in there. It's the same. Robert Palmer. I vote Thompson Twins. Yeah, Randy, Randy, hey. Randy. Fuck Randy. Okay. Fuck Randy. Fuck Randy. Oh, Get out of here, Alberto. <laughs> He's got Tourette's now. <laughs> um, yeah, so I watched a movie, Hunter Hunter. Uh, I remember I was going to read the synopsis on here, but Let I didn't me like read it. It's wordy. Okay, wait a minute. Wait, no, you got to cut it off. So I'm going to highlight the part I don't want you to read. Okay, um, let me bring in a special guest to read the synopsis. Oh, no. Don't wake him up. Oh, Joseph and his family live in the remote wilderness as fur trappers, but their tranquility is threatened when they think they are being hunted by the return of a rogue wolf. All right, good job. (laughs) (laughs) He let me have control of the soundboard. Okay, I'm out. Peace, dude. You didn't prompt him or anything. He just knew exactly what he was supposed to do. (laughs) When he needs to work, he shows up. Okay, yeah. Um, so Hunter Hunter, it, what a weird movie. A family of trappers are living. Um, I'm gonna light spoil something off the grid, and Devin Sawa plays a like. Oh man! So if you watched what was that movie we all enjoyed with John Travolta playing uh the hi- fanatic? Yeah, the highly regarded guy. Yeah. Um. So in the fanatic, uh, everybody noticed Devin Sawa looks like he's been a. Uh, going to the gym a little bit and this movie kind of leans into it he doesn't fully pull off being like a grizzled hunter living off the land but uh i'll buy it and he's good and um oh man i don't know if i want to spoil this or not like so isc reached out and gave us the uh the screener for this one to help promote it but i kind of just want to dig into it i'll tell you right now i have mixed feelings i think the story's pretty cool I think for what it is, it's fairly original within this like um oh, like rural 
versus like urban kind of um, society clash. Because now the film, um, Devin Sawa does not want to have anything to do with like modern society or people in general. And he, of course, I mean, off the grid, hyper beautiful Bush people out here, him and his wife uh, are disagreeing lately because their daughter's coming of age. And um, his wife wants her to go have a proper childhood. And she wants her to be in school and not like following her dad around learning how to skin a raccoon. So they're disagreeing. Where where, where are they located? Uh, Out in the woods somewhere. I don't know. I, I didn't catch a like state. It, it kind of feels like anywhere um, more forested Midwest, sure, like Northern. And um, I don't think you understand how the country. No, works, I know. <laughs> it's fine. I'm I'm only learning how to navigate a globe recently. I ordered one off eBay, one of those big spinny ones. Not true. <laughs> it's yeah. I dude, I kind of want one though. Okay, but the first thing is I'm going to point to Iowa. I say, what state is this? But it's the home of Slipknot. Yeah, could you point it out on a map? Uh, <laughs> maybe. I, I don't know. It. I, you know, I've been practicing. I knew this day would come where you challenge me with the grid again. You know it. And I know that you always cram before you offer up the test so that you can uh, edge your like incorrect. Yeah, you I know. Give, I know you you do. give me a map right now. <laughs> I will crush it, baby. Okay. And I uh, care about this country. Fuck, man. I, you know. There's a weird thing that happens and you know, we do get a lot of support from companies and IFC. I don't think it's midnight. It probably is. IFC midnight. I don't remember um, who's putting this out. And I, I want to be honest about it, but I also don't want to be harsh and I also don't want to spoil it. So what I'll say is, um, Oh man, they're having trouble. They can't, um, the price on pelts has dropped. So now when they're skinning beavers and shit, they're not making as much money as they used to. Mm. So now they're, they're kind of reduced to eating um, meat that they wouldn't normally. And as a fan of Alone and a lot of survival shows and just hearing podcasts where like people who actually live off the land talk about it, they have a pretty poor representation of uh, the interaction with human and animal. Like a lot of hunters say that it's increased and you actually love and appreciate the animals in a way that you never could living in a city. Because it's um, you're you're now in a life bond where you're living literally like they provide you life, and there's a moment where um, what what is her character's name? Uh, Anne. Yeah, Anne. She starts putting up snares because Devin Salwa hasn't been drums. Back. Yeah, <laughs> she's, she's hiding little uh, snares in the little woods. drummer boys, and she catches a rabbit. And Sick I'll tell you, rabbit. I've seen many a hunting video. When you catch a rabbit overnight, you find a frozen corpse, right? Yeah. It is stiff. It is usually unappetizing. But like a lot of the times, if you watch alone, people cry. This is like, I, I've, I have a new lease on life. Have you ever had rabbit? I don't think so. It's delicious. I, a lot of bones. I do vividly remember a conversation I had with my mom where uh, over by Colma Bart, where I used to like have to walk by it every day to get to school. Uh, there was a building, like a residential house, and it had a sign out. It said, we dressed rabbits. And I was like, how weird. Like, what, did they put them in, like, little suits? And I remember my mom, <laughs> she had one of those. She had a moment where she was like, do I tell you the truth? You know what I mean? And I was like, what, what does that mean? And it's like, they're, they're cooking them. They're eating them. Yeah. I went, rabbits? <laughs> like, you know, like, like, barbaric. You know what I mean? And uh, 
in this, so they're starving, and Anne catches a rabbit. First off, the rabbit's alive. This is the fattest fucking rabbit I've ever seen. Like, this is pet store. It's a movie rabbit. It's almost like torture how much they've been feeding this rabbit. See, that's the thing. Like, like you go out in the wild, these animals are not, they're not fat. No. You understand? Because they, they got to survive. Also. You ever seen a raccoon, <laughs> a domestic raccoon, opposed to a raccoon in the wild? Oh, dude. They're two very, very different animals. Here, another tangent. My sister went to uh, her boyfriend's house out in the Philippines. And she had a layover in Korea. I don't know. Wait, what? Your sister's got a boyfriend in the Philippines as she went there? No, no. Well, it was a family thing for the holidays. So she went out there with him to visit. Okay. And uh, she had During a, COVID, they went to the it Philippines? Was before, it was last year. Okay, thank you. And um, before, uh, she had a layover. And I forget what country she was in, but they had a raccoon uh, uh, cafe. I'm sorry? Yeah, where it's all a bunch of raccoons <laughs> and they're just like... You can like pet them. They're domesticated, and uh, everybody, Hell all of no. all of her friends were like, "Do not go there." They oh. are. It is depressing. They're fat. They are just like and rabid. No, they're not rabid, but it's the other end. It's like they're lethargic. Raccoons are. They're like disgusting. kill me. I hate raccoons. I, I do too. And uh, I would gladly wear one as a hat, just you, a spite. You know what though? <laughs> In reflection, I hate them out of fear because I've I've unknowingly walked upon a raccoon. And I've, you know, and they get defensive and I'm like, oh, motherfucker, you're terrified. One of terrifying. the scaredest I've ever been. The highest, I'm telling you right now, I'm not a terribly athletic person. Okay. But the day that I went to go inside of my car and then a raccoon scurried out from under my car Uh-oh. and went right next to me, I'm telling you right now, I could have out jumped the king, LeBron James. Oh, shit. Was it a fat raccoon, though? I would have. I I was shocked, and then I was so angry, I wanted to curb stomp <laughs> that little hairy like, fucker. Ha- have you ever been driving through, like, the 55, suburb? 55, yes. And uh, thank God we overturned that law. Oh. You know about that? And everywhere is 55. No. That was another podcast I was listening to. Still 55. There was a national limit on speed. I don't know why. I'm bring- anyway, there was, a, there was, like, a fat, obese, like, uh, blade vampire. Like gross job of the hut raccoon in the middle of the road. Nice. And it's like you drive up your car and it's like, well, I don't believe in just running over animals because they're in my way. So you sit there and honk and it's like they don't give a fuck. Have you ever run into one of those? Yes. Multiple times I have. And uh that's the type of rabbit in this movie. Dude, dude, she picks it up and starts petting it and cries. And it's like you're a hunter. You've been living out here, like, like literally. Um, in a different part of the movie, she kills a baby deer and uh, she brings it home and her daughter's like, that's a fawn. And she's like, yeah, but it's meat. We're like, we're dying. And she's like, we can't eat the baby. And like, it's like, oh, I'm a grizzled and we need to survive. And this life is tough. And then she cries over this fat Petco rabbit. And I'm like, man, y'all are ruining it. And the thing, my, my problem with this film, I think the story's really interesting and there's twists and shit that I won't even get into. Actually, I think you might like it because it's kind of cool, guy. But um, the problem is the directing. Like, I know we deal with like a lot of in-world camera stuff. Yeah. So we learn the language. We we learn to uh, to translate the language of the editor and the filmmaker, the the person holding the camera. And this one is like melodrama the whole time. They're trying to do like fake crane sweeps. Whenever there's an emotional moment, instead of just holding and letting the actor work, the camera's like busy. It wants to like 
pull back and go under a table and get in frame a skull with the mom crying. And it's so hyperactive and it's all forgivable. The, the film's pretty cool. There's one thing though. There's one very brutal thing. Can mm. you, can you guess? It's mm. a thing that can take a movie that's working. All, all pistons are firing. And then one thing can happen and you're like, Oh, I don't know if I can like it anymore. And then prop to musical. Uh, you CG love Ruby, fire. Very Randy CG, but not fire. CG tears. Animals. Yep. Oh, CG oh man. Animals. I'll tell you. I won't. I won't say too much. But there's a wolf that shows up in the beginning of this movie. It is like they downloaded an app out of a free like marketplace and just put in. Uh, wolf ass. What, what do you call those, Randy? Um, oh my god! Like when you're when you're building a game and you buy pre-made CG shit. I can't remember. I'm sure so many people are mad right now. I can't pull that word. <laughs> yeah, I don't. But it's like an asset. It's a pre-made like. Uh, dude, it's so bad. It's there's no blending on the light. Wolf in a can. It's can CG wolf. Yeah, dude, it is brutal. The, the proportions are fucking crazy. The acting. So, you know, like whenever is, is the CG cougar in a dog's way home better. If anybody watched 315 a.m. that that um, found footage anthology that's they on didn't. Amazon Prime. Well, we, we brought it up on the show before and I know our audience loves us and they watch all this terrible shit. Uh, Cold Ground. That director did a segment in that. That's great. It's about Fabian. A, it's about a couple hiking in like um, a California mountain somewhere, right? Sure. And the one problem is there's a fucking CG bear that looks like it's ripped out of a fucking video game or something. It's that level wolf, and it's it's a bummer because you're like, dude. Despite the weird direction, the story's good, and the actors are all they're doing their job. And Devin Sawa, man, like he's got to be in more shit. I just like I like looking at him now. Dead and saw a uh, get a shirtless tattoo saw, of him. Uh, oh no, was that on here? Was I talking about uh, how a tattoo artist made fun of me for wanting to get a muscular dude tattooed on me? No. Okay, that was on isolation. Who <laughs> <coughs> did? Did you want to get a tattoo of Arnold? No, not Arnold. I was going to do Conan, not Arnold. It's not even no I think actually I I don't like pulling IP properties even though all of the tattoos I have are. Yes. Um and I I remember I was spitballing this thing to uh Sabrina who tattooed me. I don't I don't think she's still working out here. I think she's doing dominatrix work now. But uh she like this is the most open-minded girl. Still giving pain. I love her to death. And she looked at me in my face and said, "Hold on." You want to get a muscular dude in a thong tattooed on you? And I went, is that weird? <laughs> and she's just like, I don't know if you thought this through. And I'm like, I don't. I was like, I, you know, I still want to do it. She sowed the seed of self-consciousness. No, but I was like, what am I missing here? Like, let me take a step back and look into it. And I'm like, I guess it is kind of weird. Where would you have put this uh, I don't know. tattoo of Conan? I don't know. Chest? Yeah, well, uh, if you were going to get a tattoo right now, where would you put it? Russell, this is a question I ask myself very often. Left what, eyebrow. What I do? Absolutely <laughs> not. Here's the thing. Given my current physical state, which is probably going to be my permanent physical no, state. No, no, uh, Tattoo's no good. No, come tattoo's on. Tattoo's no good. It's hypothetical. Hypothetically, I, 
even though I think it's com- become hackneyed now, I, I I like the arm sleeve. If I could, if I could manufacture a, an arm sleeve that I would like that could um, not be some sort of uh, nothing against tribal tattoos, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I don't see any interest in that. If I had any sort of tattoo, it would need to be a reflection of of things that I enjoy. So I'm oh, not. No. I don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> a toilet. It would be, Some coffee, yeah, it'd be ridiculous. A McRib, but it would be in the format of seriousness. But the contents would be a little quirky because that's my. That's of your course, boy. the juxtaposition is very interesting. Yes, and uh, I think that's ultimately why I backed off because I'm like, I'm doubling down on part of like my id that's already apparent. I should uh, highlight the things that I don't normally celebrate, like Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, and honestly, one of the easiest conversation starters has been the fucking Pokemon tattoo. I get people who would have never approached me just going like, is that a fucking Geodude? Yeah. So, you know, I think ultimately I I backed off because it's like, I don't know, it'd be a little hack if I got like a rip dude. Now, Randy uh, famously has some tattoos that he does not, uh, has not expressed what those tattoos are, primarily the ones on his feet. So, Randy, I think this is a perfect opportunity to tell our listeners what is on your feet. Wait, can we guess first? I'm good. I do have several tattoos, though, all of them which you can't see when I'm uh, in public with clothes on. Yeah. All of them are hidden because I like to be undercover. Yeah, you take them out for the clan meeting. It's a very Randy thing. (laughs) Yeah, I like to go, uh, yeah, you know, I like to be undercover. Now, Randy, have you thought about uh, expanding uh, the art collection? No, not really. Mostly because I'd rather just not have any of the ones I have now anyway. So (laughs) if I got any now, I'm sure it would be the same thing in like 10 years, you know? Well, did you ever do a straight edge one? Um, I mean, I have a minor threat tattoo. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the mark of the beast. No, but you don't have like three on your knuckles or anything. No. Or love, hate on your knuckles. No, I would do that though. That's or great. Elwood blues, <laughs> Jake and Elwood. Dude, you you don't watch Portlandia, huh? I yes. Do you remember that Eddie Vedder tattoo? No, that was a good bit. Wait a minute, I yeah. remember when they would have Eddie Vedder on. He was on several times. Right? Well, he was on that episode. Yeah, yeah. I don't the tattoo. Maybe Eddie Vedder tattoo. Maybe. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. I'm going on way too many tangents. All right, Hunter Hunter. Fucking besides the CG wolf. The uh, heavy-handed directing, the acting's there. The story's pretty good. I like the story. Actually, you know what? I really like the story. It's interesting a genre fair. If it were like, are there real wolves or they're all CG? There are real animals. Uh, I don't want to spoil the film, so okay. I'm not going to get into like the later half. But in the first act, there is a CG wolf that appears, and it is uh. It is no bueno. And I and it, I wish it didn't happen so early because there was a movie, Happy Camp. Do you remember? Uh, I remember you talking. Yeah. So it's a found footage movie that was produced by Drew Barrymore. Yeah. And it, it was an oddity that she never like, what are you about to you say? You just something? said Drew Barrymore. And so yesterday I was trying to figure out uh, what movie I should watch. And I was looking at the new releases uh, that came out yesterday as yesterday was Friday. So I saw that Drew Barrymore has a new movie out. Is it like, does it involve her like weird talk show? Um, no. The oh, stand-in? The stand-in. Uh, boy, what a trailer. 
So the stand-in <laughs> is she's playing, from what I could tell from the trailer, she's playing two parts. She's playing a an actress um, who uh, got a lot of accolades because of um, she's America's sweetheart okay. actress, a la someone that uh, Drew Barrymore. Okay, she's playing a, an actress too. Um, very famous from her rom-coms and she was America's sweetheart, but she was a dick. She was a complete bitch. Okay. And then, uh, she also plays her stand in for her movie character. And then I think her stand in takes over. Oh no. Because they look the same. Yeah. Uh, uh it looks rough. So is she doing like a voice and like weird shit or I was like, you know what? Maybe I could, I, I couldn't stomach through the trailer. I was like, I don't know. Is it good audio? Should I pull it up? Mm, no, we'll talk about it offline. Okay, you were thinking about it. You're like next week. No, yeah, I don't. I, yeah, it's not worth it. Anyway, Drew Barrymore. She produced a, a found footage movie, Happy Camp, which is a town near Willow Creek, so it's Bigfoot territory. If I knew that going in, it would not have been as good as good because I gave the movie too much credit. Anyway, I still enjoy it, except for in the third act when you're like, "Where are we going?" It's building. It could be a cult. It could be like a serial killer. It could be one of them. And then a CG Bigfoot falls from the tree line and the movie just crashes and burns as it turns into like a weird action movie. Nice. No, it's bad. Uh, our former uh, third chair, Justin, got very mad at me for showing it because I had seen it before and I knew what we were getting into, but I really wanted to review it on the Overlook site. Yeah. And uh, when I showed it, dude, uh, that crowd turned on me. Derek, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I think I think I talked about it on here. Anyway, it had the similar thing, except it was in the first act. So you're like, fuck, am I going to hang with this movie now? And you should. It's worth it. All right. Well, that did it for the intro portion of this. Enjoy the interview with blank. We don't know. <laughs> uh, we've got two different interviews that we're going to be doing tomorrow, and we have not figured out which is going to be the first. And which is going to be our Christmas episode is uh, Ray, Russell. What's your name? Russell has previously mentioned that I have to go home. Um, so we got to double up. So we're going to say half of these, uh, but uh, we will hear from you soon. So until then. Bye bitch. Uh, no, remember we got it. We got some outro music that I teased. Oh, that's right. Here you so, go. So. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me make one thing clear. This is the biscuit song. <laughs> you want to keep on running your mouth? KFC collaboration. My time? <laughs> then here's what you gotta do. Come on, give it a kiss. These pots are falling up. Don't press, press it up. Run you down like a pickup truck. Cause I'm a freak when I won't name. Don't make what is happening? She's creating a biscuit with googly eyes and legs. All right. We'll see you next week. It's not the Bill Show, bro. Well, today, for, for the remaining 59 minutes, yes, sir, it is. It is the Bill Show. 59 minutes. We should go for four hours, bro. Come on. Bill, I do not have the...
energy. But you got you know, you just got to start drinking more, bro. I I haven't had a I haven't had an alcohol in <laughs> quite some time. Is it real? I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. Like if you're in recovery and shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> you know what I mean? I no, but uh, your guilt is entertaining. You know, me, like, but it has been quite a while. Sorry, I just I didn't no. know if I had a. Or not. That's no, Bill, I have switched over to, to mar- I'm marijuana only now. Oh, well, no. Okay, well, no. Good for you. I mean, I'm smoking and drinking, but I mean, you know, <laughs> it's, 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 it's his own, bro. I, be- I believe the kids call that crossfading. <laughs> I'm a cheap <laughs> dude. Like, I literally pack a ball and, like, I'll work on that ball for, like, nine hours. <laughs> I'm old. That's how it hits you now. I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> what about you, Clark? I, a J a day. <laughs> I'm on a J a day diet. <laughs> a J a day diet. <laughs> He's trying to work up to sublime death. Aren't they dead? But Russell, on a, Russell, on another note, seriously though, check out whenever you guys get you and Inox on, I get a chance. Check out two minutes to midnight, dude. I mean, it's, it's, I will promote the shit out of them. Um, when I was, I was trying to get in touch with them to go see if they were doing, uh, when I was going to, uh, be going at Christmas, uh, back in New York. Uh, before I canceled my trip, uh, I was gonna, I was trying to see if I could like get in on one of the live shows at the bar in Brooklyn that they do it at. And uh, yeah, dude, it's good stuff, man. It's good stuff. Do they actually have like a live audience when they're playing? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Was it all the the Trump supporters with no masks on? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just you know local local Brooklyn metalheads. It looks like you know what I mean, like people from the neighborhood, people who support. Like they do. You ever heard of a band called Mutoid Man? Mutoid men? No. Mutoid man. Yeah, they're fucking awesome. I believe they're from New York, but they're basically like the house band for when they do the two minutes to me because it's set up like a talk show. You know what I mean? So it's it's two minutes to late night and it's just Garcinio Hall wears a suit and has corpse paint and it's fucking genius. Oh, weird. It almost. Oh, it's it's amazing. And they always do like a live number. Like there's always live music on stage. But then, like I was saying, too, they've been doing throughout quarantine these amazing mashups with all these stellar fucking musicians doing, you know, just cover tunes, but they're doing metal versions of those cover tunes. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm watching one now in the background. It has a Neil Fallon from clutch and a bunch of other people. They're doing some old obscure ACDC B side. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's good shit, man. Sorry. I had to unplug my monitor because Clark was laughing at me trying to spell Guarcinio. GW. <laughs> okay, keep going. <laughs> R. Yeah. Cineo. Yeah, I got C-I-N-E-O. it. C I N E O. C I N E O. C I N E O. Garcino is his name. Oh, all right. Also, we're loud. So, like, you're breathing and stuff. I can hear it, Clark. Oh, <laughs> baby. You scratched your face and it just. Can you hear that? Why, why are we so loud then? Because I had to EQ it. So I could get him louder. You don't sound loud to me. You sound. You got. You got to sound like you're <laughs> living you got, in my phone. You got old man ears. That's as why. long as it's fine in the mix. What? What? <laughs> Are you holding a cone oh, up to the phone? God damn it! All right, now Bill. Yes, sir. What do you want to talk about first? Fuck! I don't know. Did you watch um, just before dawn? I did. Did you, Clark? I didn't finish it. Oh, then God you you missed it, out on the best part. Clark, the end is the best part. Man. Okay, uh, guys, Clark, I didn't watch say it on YouTube real quick. I didn't say 
that I didn't watch it in succession. What if I only saw the ending? You didn't. And missed the first 35 minutes that absolutely <laughs> nothing happened. You that you just were like out in 15 minutes on the couch. No, I've got, I've got 22 minutes left. All right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. The, the best part. Yeah. The thing I wanted to talk about happens there. <laughs> talk about it. This is, this is on me, boys. I want to yeah. talk about that as well. Um, yeah. Shit. Uh, yeah. No, talk about Clark, it, please. You might, you talk might about be, it. You might be getting spoiled on this one, Clark. Spoil it. Spoil away. All right. No, I'm respectful, man. You know? <laughs> All my, no, all my people ask me, like, do you want to know what happened? I'm like, yeah, I want to know what fucking happens. I don't care. Tell me. So why, why did you recommend Just Before Dawn? Uh, because I had rewatched it recently. I hadn't seen it in a long time. And uh, just aesthetically, I really fucking remembered how much I enjoyed this film as a child. Yeah. You know, it's funny. When I decided I wanted my um, personality to be mostly a horror fan, I, <laughs> I spent a bunch of money at Suncoast. And okay. oh, I've missed Suncoast so, so much. So yeah. you bought three things? Yeah, I know, right? We've we've <laughs> we've done this bit before. Um no, just before Dawn was one of the films I bought. And I hadn't oh, okay. I hadn't remembered because when I watched it about fifteen years ago or whatever. Exactly. I, I didn't like it. And I remember I, I must have been like a hack horror fan because what I wanted was a run of the mill slasher. And this which mo- it's not, which it's not, and it kicks off like one, like it totally does. I mean, it's the same setup. I mean, it's not reinventing the wheel by any stretch of the measure. You know what I mean? But uh, to me, it's just one of those. Uh, it was just, it just felt like it was off the beaten path, and it just wasn't one hundred percent doing what everybody else was doing at that time. You know. Now you know I'm looking at the IMDb page, and I'm actually kind of shocked to see that it they were actually in Oregon. Like as far as the movie's concerned, because sure. I thought they just filmed in Oregon, but they were gonna, yeah, I don't know, try to be somewhere more set uh, in Oregon. Yeah, it's actually set and filmed in Oregon. You were thinking this was some sort of backwoods well, deliverance. I, I just thought it was North filmed Georgia. in Georgia. Yeah, like filmed in Oregon, but there it was just anywhere hick. Yeah, and, yeah, and uh, I don't, which is Oregon, baby. Yeah, that is that's fair. A, a large portion of Oregon is exactly what you see in this movie oregon is the alabama of the pacific northwest yeah i don't know what do you what was the theme here how where did you stop the film clark with 22 minutes i know but what what was happening (laughs) um i was was looking at the counter that said 22 minutes instagram got boring (laughs) the um let's see uh they does anything even happen in the first 22 minutes? I don't even think so. Well, well there, there's a murder. There's a church. Nothing happens in the first 22 minutes. The last 22 minutes, he, the one guy got killed. He got stabbed in the chest with a serrated machete. Uh-huh. And then what the guy a cool went weapon. in. The, they were, yeah. yeah. And then the guy went in the church to chase the girl. And there's a hick that jumps on the back of an RV. There's a yeah. lot of a uh, discussion of land ownership. Yes. There's a. There's oh, I love it when the when the when the hill when the hillbilly mountain guy and his and his wife and their daughter who's been like following the girls throughout the movie, like he he pulls the shotgun on the last couple and he's like, get off my land. <laughs> also, in no universe did I think that was his wife. I thought he had two daughters and one of them was just uh I don't know. That was the impression I got. Really, you thought he was married to one? Yeah. No, I didn't. Nah, I, thought, I, thought it was, kinda, I thought it was a hillbilly harem. Nobody, but you know, you know what goes on up in that mountains, bro. Yeah, 
Uh, that's that's what the whole Mormon community thought when they moved Midwest. Well, when there ain't no grocery store, you got to make your own groceries. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? I still will never understand the phrase making groceries. Oh, that that's a Southern thing. I've never heard it. I, I know it is. Yeah. I've been hearing it for 12 years, 13 years down here. But yeah, gotta go. I that way. You mean, like, what the fuck do you mean making groceries? You got to like, go make groceries. Fucking shopping, right? Well, um, let me tell you a little story. I think I figured it out. When I was going to work today, uh, one of my neighbors was pulling out and I waited for them. So I waved. And I was like, hey, you know, being neighborly. And I started driving and I noticed what looked to be a uh, animal that they had run over that was violently wagging its tail, but not moving. What? Yeah. So I, I tried to do the right thing and I took my phone out and I tried to zoom in and capture it. But by the time I got my phone out, uh, it had stopped moving. And oh, I, God. And I think uh, that could be making groceries. Okay. Right. <laughs> so we, we have an update that was a giant rat it was giant i'll send you a picture bill no seriously it was a rat it was a rat it had not okay, been run can, over well, with that, as long as it wasn't a dog or a cat it was not fine. a dog or a cat it was it was a, clearly a rat but it looks like and, and, and you know what forgive me because i know all lives are sacred and <laughs> blah, blah blah and a rat is just as good as a horse and but no, yeah, no. nope <laughs> no they're they're vile and well thank you all right they carry COVID. tear you apart uh, this this rat had COVID. clearly it looked like it shit it guts its guts out. That's usually what happens. Yeah. Like, well, it, it, it's not that it actually does the the act. It's just that like that's where it just you know easy access <laughs> to get out when a massive psi is put on something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> is this part of your training for special effects? No, it's just you know you know shit gets run over, bro. It comes out the mouth of the ass. Have, have you had have you had to make a lot of rats? No, but I have though. Oh, Wait, what? For, just for <laughs> just fun? for kicks? No, not for kicks, man. Fuck that. What? what I want a bunch of fake rats hanging around my apartment. What makes a good rat, though? How do you I make, don't know. How man, do you make a good whatever, rat? whatever reads on camera as a rat. Ooh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Think about that. It's a good sound. Okay, drop. now you know. So I, I guess we should give context. And just before dawn, it's a fucking, it's a not a slasher film from 1981. Yeah. And uh, it's about five young people venturing to the backwoods of Oregon to claim a property and finding themselves stalked by a hulking, machete wielding psychopath. Now, let me interject real quick, too. Starring George Kennedy. Yes. I would legend. I wanted to bring series. I wanted to bring him up because as soon as I saw him, I I got very excited. I, I actually re I, I mean I knew him from from just my whole life of watching movies and whatnot, but I but I actually IMDP'd him. And the stuff that his credits are insane. Like they I mean the stuff that you would never in a million years have thought of. Like Russ, a I real mean, monster. Scroll, scroll up, Russ. See how many credits? Yeah, 188 credits. It's, it's, and it's like I've seen a lot of those. You know, I mean like, oh crap, yeah, he was in that too, you know. Oh, but I mean, you know, aside from Naked Gun, he was in he was in one of the segments in Creep Show Two. He was in Death Ship from nineteen eighty. Oh, I don't know if you all ever seen that. Dude, Death Ship rules. Death Ship is awesome. I yeah. revisited that. I have it on VHS, but I revisited it recently and it's it's a solid flick, man. Um, as well as the one me and you were talking about the other night, Russ. Uninvited. Yeah, he's in Uninvited. Yep. And he's also in uh Virus. The cat one. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that from nineteen eighty. No. Directed by um uh what's it? Uh oh my god, uh Kenji Kenji Fukasaku, who did uh Battle Royale. 
And oh, The Green Slime, yeah. one of my all-time favorite movies. Oh, The Green Slime. That's like an American-Japanese production, right? I prefer Neon Slime. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's actually Italian-Japanese, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I remember that. I oh, think, went to an Italian-Japanese yeah, restaurant the other night. <laughs> same director. And he, and he also directed one of my all-time favorite Star Wars knockoffs of the day, um, Message from Space. Nope, don't know that. You've never seen that. Do yourself a favor and uh, get your favorite beverage or whatever you enjoy, and uh, yeah, watch that. It's uh, it's bad. It's super <laughs> bad. But it, it, I saw it in the theater when I was like right after Star Wars came out, you know, and they had all the knockoffs coming out, and uh, you know, of course, at like eleven years old or twelve years old, I know I was about eleven. Um, no, my God, no. When did Star Wars come out? Seventy-seven. That sounds about right. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, I think so. Like 77, I want to say. So, yeah, I was like seven years old when I saw that. So I was probably. Yeah, you nailed eight. it. I was probably eight years old when I saw a message from space. So, of course, I was like, this is fucking awesome. You know what I mean? Now, in uh, just before dawn, he's the sheriff, right? Uh, the park ranger. The, park, uh, the, the ranger or whatever. Yeah, park ranger or whatever. Yeah, if it were a Western, he'd be a sheriff. Well, you know, I call him a sheriff because he's, he's got literally a white horse. Yeah, <laughs> he's literally on a horse. Yeah, yeah. and he's talking with to a, his plants. With, with his Winchester, yeah. But, you know, as far as a slasher movie goes, he's the death curse guy. But it's not, like, ironic. Yeah, yeah, so, Clark, do you know what I mean by that? No, please continue. So, in Friday the 13th, there's a, like, uh, drunk or a homeless person or just a maniac that comes up to well, the kids. Is- and he well, says, Russ, what, what did they call it in, um, in cabin in the woods, a harp, the harbinger. harbinger. Oh, harbinger. okay. Yeah. 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 yeah no that. harbinger. Okay. I don't like that. I, I didn't remember that from cabin in the woods. Yeah. I like yeah. death curse yeah. guy. Death curse. Because that's where it comes DCG, from. DCG. Yeah, DCG. No, dude. no. Cause he goes, there's a death curse up there. Don't yeah, go. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's what he does. It's all right. Yeah, that's his okay. sole purpose. Yeah. And you know, unlike a cabin in the woods, I mean, I'd believe him. I mean, that dude didn't, well, yeah. he no, didn't look like a maniac. They, they, gave, oh, yeah. they actually made it into a character and gave it depth that he's actually an integral part of the, the of the story. Well, and he's right. It's not like there's a, a weird, um, highly regarded yeah. kid living in the lake and his mom's a psychopath that nobody knew about. <laughs> and he crushes the banjo. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I the movie is fucking weird, Bill. Like, what do you think? It, if that's somebody, what I, that's I, what I like. About. Well, there's a weird statement going on about like property rights. Well, you know, I mean, uh, I don't know. So, would this be? You, to- you were talking about uh, a message from space being a, a Star Wars knockoff. So, is this? Would this be considered a, a you know? Halloween slasher would this be a part of that whole knockoff thing See, and that's the conversation I have with Russ about it is I it's I mean the time frame I mean it came out with the whole wave of slashers after Friday the 13th you know what I mean but it was just one that feels like they put a maybe a little bit more thought into and kind of strayed from the cookie cutter just a little bit yeah I don't know you know I it feels kind of like a cash grab because there's a lot of filler 100% dude it it is it is a low budget horror film there are there are know? some um great set pieces though like uh Absolutely. that waterfall that waterfall like legitimately yeah. beautiful and that rope bridge is legitimately terrifying that's a that's a legit rope bridge you know what i mean <laughs> would you cross that bill fuck no i'm afraid of heights, dude. they clearly no were though yeah 
Yeah, I watched it with Oksana, and she now was, she was not uh, comfortable there. She like it? Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't think she's in that love with. Now. Yeah, I, I don't think she's in love with the slasher film like a uh, I don't know young boy would be like I did, and mm. I, I don't know. You know, well, I thank God you're not dating a young boy. Well, here's the thing: the the end of that movie is one of the biggest 180s for a survivor girl ever. Okay. Oh, absolutely. And it's a, it's a tremendous survival girl, survival girl. Yeah. And uh, you know, anybody listening, go listen to it. I don't want to ruin it for you. There's just one thing that happens. It's great. It, I know. No. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It's just, and, and anybody who sees it will be like, Oh yeah, that, yeah. I don't know if I buy the, the transformation though. Like I, I did. So I did. Did you watch um split bill? Yes, I did. A while, a while ago. Oh, my God. So the thing that came up out of Split is that is the only valuable journey a woman can have to become a hero is trauma and like living through terrible things and then like learning from it. And I feel like um, just before Dawn, the justification for this uh, reversal of character is that her boyfriend scared her in a really rude way. <laughs> right. And Clark, you saw that part. Yeah. And yeah, I know, of course. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I didn't say it's it's believable, but it's but the end result is what matters to me at, in a film like that. At least. Well, you I, know I mean? think the most important part was that they acknowledged what was happening. Like, she, so what happens is her boyfriend and his buddy pull. I think it was her her brother, right? She was related to somebody. I can't remember. And um, they pop out and scare the shit out of her. But her buddy takes a knife out and says, "Like, come out here!" At, like. Like, she's being proactive in the situation. Yes. And there's an audible moment after that where she's thinking, like, man, fuck, I didn't do anything. I just I just sat there. And, I mean, I guess that was all the justification they need for the... When you see the ending, you'll get it. It's just... It's such a transformation. It, it, it is pretty dramatic. And the end result, I think, is absolutely fantastic. Now... We d- we have not mentioned yet uh, who directed this. Oh yeah, uh, Jeff is, I Lieberman. Think, I think that's why you watched yeah. it, right? Well, yeah, Dude, that was in <laughs> Sunshine and Squirm, man. Fuck yeah! Now we we are big fans of Satan's Little Helper uh, in this yes. house. Oh my yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So it's not one of my favorites, but you know. Oh, well, excuse blessed. me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I knew you, man. Uh, it's so much fun. I disagree. I feel like it's a Michael Haneke film in disguise. I like it. Dude, it's got the most annoying kid <laughs> who's ever been on film. And it, oh. Dude, that kid's been in two movies, and it was the same year, and he was in this movie, and he was in a, a Todd Salons movie. Yeah, I'm looking it up oh, right Jesus. now. <laughs> Which one is it? Is that him? I can't remember. No, oh, no. he's in a new one. It's completed. Oh, that's not new. No, that's that's not 2012. Him. Yeah, um, you're on the wrong. You're on the wrong. Thing. What the hell was his name? Bill, I can't believe you don't like this movie. Doug, yeah, that's it. Sorry, man. Uh, when's the last time you watched it? Yeah, Palindromes. Okay. <laughs> I don't. A long time ago. Dude, is it because he kills a cat? <laughs> Were you out because there's a cat death? Um, I'm. You know, it that always kind of factors into it with me. You know what I mean? I don't know. Depends. Yeah, I don't remember the movie. Not, wrote, I know you don't. I he know wrote you don't. Hello in Cat Like, don't ask me any questions. I don't fucking <laughs> remember this one, dude. All I right. know it was on at somebody's house at one point, and uh, you know, I was definitely younger. So, uh, yeah. Well, um, it's a holiday tradition 
in this household where on hol- for to celebrate October, we have to watch Satan's Little Helper. Right we- on. No, all about it, man. Yeah. Oh, he wrote the screenplay for NeverEnding Story 3? <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen it. I don't think three. I've ever seen it either. Nor have I. Anyway, yeah. So, Bill, I gave Clark a flash drive. And admittedly, there was not a lot of time to watch these films. But it was just before dawn and don't look back. Do you do you think he made the right choice? Which don't look back are we talking about? Uh, the one that you're credited for making. The one that employed you. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hey, <laughs> Dude, don't bring that shit up. What do you mean? Uh, you know, you know what I mean. We talk. We're we're promoting your film. Don't, well, okay. Well, <laughs> well, Bill, what I did see was jujitsu. Oh, fuck. Yeah, okay. Hold on. No, wait, hold on. So... <laughs> Go ahead, man. Go ahead. We'll talk. Hey, you know what? I watched. I watched both of them, and uh, so don't look back. (laughs) All right. Before you go any further, though, I I did. I was, and I thought about this earlier too, because we had talked on the show a while ago, and it was the one with uh, sex toys in the title. And oh, uh, really? And and the rats and whatnot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was when all that shit happened. I'm not going to go into that. You know those stories. Both of them are. Yeah, yeah, don't long. don't worry about so, that. So, uh, so your listeners will have to go back to that episode to hear the bullshit that happened while we were making that stupid creature suit. We're not retreading nothing. I just want to talk to you about the actual end product of both films. Now, and don't look back. You what? What did they credit you for? Like art design? I designed the um all the all the stuff that was supposed to have happened in the film. God, what a bummer. So, it, dude, it, it broke our hearts. You have no idea. I had two of my friends working for me at the time, and yeah, it was it was going to be a good time. The, the original script was really super gory, and it was more in tune with what people obviously expect from Jeffrey Riddick, who was awesome, by the way. Really, I love Jeffrey to death. Um, but he's known for Final Destination. Yeah. So everybody's expecting that level, you know, and it's even on all the promotional stuff, you know, creator Final Destination and blah 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 and. Just it, there's just yeah they cut everything they cut everybody was supposed to have died so horrifically in that and we had a full on almost nine hour production meeting where we literally sat around the table going over every aspect of the script and uh, and only to find that everything's been cut when we you know right before we start going to work so it was all the gags it was supposed to have been very gory but and then it all got cut now have you did you watch it yes the whole thing yes. Now, <laughs> what a bummer, because the end product. OK, so here, let me set it up. When a young woman overcoming yeah. her traumatic past is among several witnesses who see a man fatally assaulted and don't intervene, they find themselves targeted by someone or something out for revenge. Now, I kind of like what this movie's about. It's like a weird uh, sociology experiment where it's like if somebody gets assaulted in a park. Do you call for help or do you record it? And uh, the stance that this film takes is, duh, we record it. Well, and- yeah, of course. I mean, I think that I think the social message behind it is is, is incredibly apparent. Yeah, and it's it's almost like unrealistic too. Now, I won't I won't spend a lot of time on this because I know Clark didn't watch it, and uh, I don't know if I would recommend this film to anybody. Oh man, you know, I don't know. Now. I, I, you know, 
you know, there's things I want to say. <laughs> well, nobody, say them, nobody baby. listens to this. Well, fucking- you know, man, it's just, you know, ah. Well, I know you're a horror fan and I know you were approached yes. to design horror for a, for a movie attached to a guy that created final destination, which is probably was, one of the best. I was not, I was not, I was not thrilled. You know what I mean? I mean, from yeah. an FX guy standpoint, it was lame. So like, what, what is that journey though? So at first do you have meetings it's, and it's it like sucks. all it's heartbreaking. So it's all practical in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. I, I think when you were when you were having those meetings, we were talking and you mentioned yeah. something yeah. about like a CG crow or like a flock of them. The, yeah, there was there were crows laden throughout the film because even that and got cut. And I, and I think at that time that I was talking to you about it, you know, because we talk on the side and everything uh, Ooh, on the, that it, on the it, it was like it was like things hadn't been thought out yet. It was like, hey, here's what we want to do. But. You know, it hadn't come down to, okay, how are we practically going to do it? You know what I mean? Yeah. So what happened? The budget just wasn't there? I'm assuming the budget just dropped out of it. Yeah, because it turned, it it changed from a film where they're bringing in an S and, um, you know, a special effects guy into a film where we have cutaway kills making up the whole thing. Yeah. I I mean, like I said, in the original script, I mean, you know, the treatment that Jeffrey did was, was cool. It was great. You know what I mean? There was... It was it was innovative kills that you would expect, you know what I mean? And it was, you know, in the, as, as far as the script, you know, from my understanding, from what I had read, I mean, we were showing everything. Now, and did, that it was, so it was like it went from like a hard R horror movie to a PG thirteen movie. Oh, it feels like that, it too. That's what that's what happens when the budget drops out. Yeah. But you know what though? Like the acting felt a little uh-huh. like uh, low budget TV. But everything mm. looked beautiful. It was shot Dude, there fine. Are, there are whole scenes in that film that I was like, wow, that re- they really did a great job. It looks, you know, some of the lighting, you know, kudos to the cinematographer and 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 everybody else, you know, involved lighting and, and camera and everything. I mean, there are, there are shots that look fucking great. You know what I mean? From my point of view, there is no, there's no blood in that movie whatsoever. No. You know what I mean? So it's just, and what was, you know, having worked out how we were going to do everything in the script, you know what I mean? All to have it just literally like the next day, like, okay, well, we're not doing that anymore. And it's like, oh, but it's so good. <laughs> like, it's okay. just, everything works. And it's like, you know, it would be great, a great fit for that scene. And, you know, things like, you know, cause I'm a fan. So, you know, I want it to look good. I want it to be cool for the movie, not just some gratuitous bullshit. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden you're just not doing it. It's just because of money. And it's like, oh, you know, you're making a horror movie where did y'all shoot bill it was all in goddamn baton rouge oh jesus yeah it looks like it and i actually like old red stick i like it (laughs) i think it adds like a character to that film that they don't even really talk about yeah like yeah they they could have been a bigger part of the movie and it's it really doesn't occupy any room and um the the film opens with a flashback spoiler to anybody who's gonna check it out and um what happens is there's a father-daughter scene, and uh, hey now. And, yeah, right, not not the kind you're used to searching. That's a bummer. And uh, the front door breaks open, <laughs> and they bludgeon the daughter and murder the dad. It sounds like <laughs> okay. It sounds like my search history. Continue now, Bill. Did they cut yeah. that down? Was that going to be like a brutal gore fest up there? Or? No, actually, I, from you know, I, I don't know. I, from what I remember, I mean, because it's been a while since I read first read that script um from what i understand that was pretty much how it was 
Um, it wasn't going to be the, the opening scene. The flashback scene wasn't going to be too crazy. No, <laughs> it, it was more, it was more from that point forward. Like all the individual deaths were yeah. you know, every, everything that wasn't, everything that was implied, everything that wasn't shown was like 50 times more graphic. Yeah. The, so the plot of the film, what, what happens is, uh, our lead, she's getting over her PTSD of her dad being murdered in front of her. And, uh, she's in the park and she's trying to beat her agoraphobia and she sees somebody get beaten to death in the park. Now everybody films it and they start getting picked off one by one by what m- might be like a, sp- a ghost or like a dude. Yeah. I just, Hey, can I, I just want to add this in there really quick. We all agreed that the, uh, the actor who gets beaten to death, uh, looks like, um, oh my God, what's his name from, uh, always sunny in Philadelphia. Danny DeVito. No, not Danny. DeVito. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the show. He looks like Dennis. Uh, who's that? Yes. Oh, if you haven't watched the show, I can't help you. All right, let me pull it up. I thought Clark would know. You guys don't know where the fuck's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is? I think Clark watches it. Oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, I watched the first 24 seasons before (laughs) they jumped the shark in season 25 or whatever. Is it still going? Season 15 premiere, just, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, okay. Looks like Dennis. I don't know. There's too many fucking names. Glenn Howerton. There you go. We're, we're, we're so off on a tangent right now. Yeah, that's what it is. We're just talking <laughs> to you. What, anyway. It's what we do. Yeah, it, I don't know. I It's weird to me. I don't know. I feel kind of bad because I knew how excited you were to be brought in as like head of this thing. Oh, yeah. No, I got the design. I mean, at least I got the designer credit on it. You know what I mean? Because I did, you know, work my ass off on so much stuff. But it was like at the end of the day, it was like there was nothing to do. So, I, you know, yeah. <laughs> How much I, did I you know? Did you actually do anything that made it to screen? Oh, yeah. No, I was on it for two full days. Shit. That's fucking yeah. funny. Yeah. Everything yeah, seemed like the, it was just makeup. For the, for the one main makeup of the guy who was beaten to death, his ghost, uh, She's in a church and she turns around and he's like sitting behind her kind of thing. Holy shit. I just remembered now all the, all when you were calling me from those meetings and you were talking about all the ideas you had for that guy. Mm -hmm. And, and then now having seen the film and it looked like it was a TV production. It was was originally (laughs) supposed to have been a whole rotting progression. Where throughout the movie, every time she sees, you know, kind of like um, American Werewolf in London. Beat me to it. Every yeah. time he sees Jack, you know, he's just de- decomposed more and more and more. Um, that's how it was supposed to have been originally. And I remember you just came off that corpse farm, right? Yeah, for that show that I still have yet to see. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait. Is, is yeah. that, that come Paradise out? Lost. Oh, what is It's Paradise <laughs> Lost. Yeah, it's it's on it's on the whatever the Paramount Cable Network is. I forgot what it's called actually. What the um, fuck? <laughs> I don't. I can't even get that in New Orleans. Right. So I mean, it's just it's like a ridiculously expensive cable service, and they're doing like a la Hulu and Netflix and everybody else like their own their own programming. You know, now, Bill, so is that, this a is this a remake? Show, so like nobody's fucking seen the show. Is is this a <laughs> remake? Wasn't there a, a British? Uh... No, body farm I, show. A British body farm. Show? I think there's a British body farm show. I saw it on BritBox. Oh, yeah. I, 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 Bill had just come out of there, and he was talking to me about bodies decomposing and how he had done all that, and then how this character, this ghost, was supposed to show up and be decomposing. And man, 
it really came off like a fucking theater play in this film. It was so <laughs> underwhelming. I actually forgot there was even a ghost in it. Cause yeah, yeah, you know, uh, you know, the forgotten ghost. Yeah. The forgotten ghost. That's the whole point of the movie kind of thing. Oh, oh, Bill, you know what I watched last night too was, um, oh fuck. Uh, anything for Jackson. Oh yeah. Okay. I like that. I almost watched that the other day. Dude, it's good. Okay. I almost watched it the other day. And um, I got to give you credit, Bill. You really sold it to me the best way. You were talking to me about, like, what? Smiley Face Killer and a possession film from um, South America. and Day of the Lord. Yeah. And I was like, well, what is anything, Jackson? Like, tell me the subgenre. And you're like, dude, it's just horror. And I went, oh. Yeah, I mean, pretty much, you know? No, I I think you nailed it. It's just a horror movie. We missed it at Fantasia. It played Fantasia. Uh, I've always wanted to go. Dude, I dug it. It's on Shudder right now. And um, so it, it's about an old couple who are, uh, they abduct a pregnant lady in hopes of bringing back their grandson via her baby. Yeah. Well, and like, like it's described on, on Prime or on, you know, whatever, it's a, it's a reverse exorcism. Yeah. But the, the beauty here is that they do a lot of like, so we're living in like a cult revival right now. Like all babysitter and shit. Oh, everything yeah. has a cult in it. Everything's a cult, bro. And uh, that goes two ways. One, it's usually campy. And a lot of people make fun of like the group think aspect of a cult. This film, it it does that. It It's like such dry humor, but it's played straight. And a uh, man, I what they have like a meeting uh, like a satanic meeting or a Satanist meeting in the back of a library. And I, I kept thinking of an episode of fucking, uh, metalocalypse where death <laughs> clock opened up a fucking church of Satan. And theirs was so jokey. Like they're meeting. Like, it's like metalocalypse meets community. Yeah. Oh, ex- pass. Ex- except it was super. It's like not, it's not campy. And it was, the, I don't know, man, there's, yeah, no, they're, they're playing it straight, which is what makes it funny. And there were also a couple of like legitimately horrifying moments in that movie. Absolutely. I, mean, I got to say this too. I wanted to, to interject earlier. Uh, I absolutely love the chemistry between the old couple. Mm-hmm. I thought they were absolutely incredible. I mean, they, they make that movie. Yeah. Without, I, without them, you do not have the same film. I mean, like that's just my opinion, but I thought they were fantastic. Yeah. I, um, I highly recommend that movie. I really liked it. And it is it's horror. I'll like they have a Necronomicon in the fucking movie. I understand. It's the it's also probably my favorite Necronomicon in a movie. I'm sorry. Where, where's the rate for you, Bill? That's a pretty good Necronomicon. Yeah. High ratings I mean, on that Necronomicon. He, he like he like kind of like tells his wife, he's like, you brought it outside. He's like, the book's over a thousand years old. What are yeah. you doing? <laughs> Dude, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I recommend that. Anyway, I, I thought I, it was good. I thought it was a good, solid, you know, a good, solid horror film. Absolutely. Now, Kudos to that. So now let's talk about a good, solid action flick, Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. Now, Bill, did you watch Jiu-Jitsu? No. no. Oh, motherfucker. Okay. Sorry, I'm, I'm even lower than Clark. I'm on like the 17-minute mark. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Bill, we did watch Jiu-Jitsu. First question. What happened? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you. Couldn't even be begin to tell you. Did the, did so the director much. show so up? Much. Did was did was he I, like dude, there? They, they, no, they don't. Dude, they filmed that in Greece. I had nothing to do with that. I, I was 
stuck in Alabama making the creature suit to like zero fucking hour. I was one of a team of five guys who are amazing, by the way. Um, and uh, yeah, I, you know, other than that, that's that's all of our involvement. So yeah, so yeah, I saw that this whole thing was filmed in uh, Crete or wherever the hell. Yeah, it was filmed in Greece. Uh, yeah, in Greece. Um, and then so you guys were working on the suit in mm. Alabama. <laughs> yeah. How cool is that? Yeah, working working for uh, Rob Hall. Yeah, in, dude. in Alabama. Now, you didn't tell me you're making a fucking lens face suit. By the time I left Alabama, I didn't even the, the face still wasn't even done. But it wasn't done in the movie either. I think that's why they made it a lens face. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I there's there is, you know, I've seen a lot of clips. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and the the abuse of 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 CGI that they couldn't pay for is astounding. I I have and, never. Uh, I just don't understand it. It looked like a like a eight bit version of bebop and our rock steady <laughs> that like had been smushed yeah. in this globe. Well, I, it's like even there's a, one clip that I saw where one of the actors was running away from lens face. We'll call him that. For yeah. Right yeah. Now. And, uh, and he's throwing the Chinese stars that shoot out of his forearms. And they're just kind of like, so uh, like the actor is still running a straight line. So it's like, so obvious that these were put in in post you know what I no, mean? No, a hundred. Like, no, yeah. the way it goes so badly, like, <sighs> and the actors just aren't even aware. Like, they didn't even tell him, like, dodge right, dodge left. No, no, Bill. Know, you're, the best way, the and best way. And they just added it in post, you know? The best way to describe it is if you've ever <laughs> seen a video where somebody's playing around with, like, a, a lightsaber, the, what they always do is they pretend to block something, I, and yes, then they make I the agree. lasers hit it. This movie's like, just stand there. And we'll yeah. make the laser yeah. hit we'll the lightsaber over, over, over around yeah. you. We'll work around you. Yeah, don't worry about it. Just do whatever you want. Dude, it looks so... Like zero direction. Oh, it's so jarring. And the... It, I mean, essentially, Lens Face is the predator in this film. Yes. Now... Absolute 100% predator fucking ripoff with no money. Well, it's like yeah. if, if the predator had a baby with the Giver. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's now, it. That's it. Clark and Oksana had no idea what I was talking about with the Giver. And I'm like, uh, that's the movie that I watched like for two years straight on Sci-Fi Channel. They just showed it <laughs> all the fucking time. And the Giver is also one of the first movies I've ever watched where uh, when I went back as an adult, I was like, wow, I was a dumb kid. This, <laughs> this shit is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, we all have those films, man. Dude, have you watched the Giver recently? No. <laughs> Go, no, I have not. Go Whoa. back to that shit. It's been like 30 years, dude. But man, I, I got a confession to make. Uh-oh. Uh, I kind of like jujitsu. Yeah, really? I, I okay. don't understand. No, right on then. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> what are you talking no, about? We got, we got, I only watched 17 minutes of the movie. I don't know. Dude, what the fuck do I know? we got a Tony John this movie. You barely got, got a Tony <laughs> John. Dude, there are some, definitely some amazing people. I love Tony John. We, and, uh, you know, and I and I love you know you know you know I love my fair share of martial arts movies. You know what I mean? And just, but this movie just didn't. It's like you're you're expecting the fight scenes to even be faster, but they're just kind of <laughs> not. They just kind of feel drawn the fuck out. I don't. You know, the fight know. scenes didn't bother me. I thought the choreography was okay. I, I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. Now uh, we also got a Nick Cage in this movie. 
We also. But isn't he only in it for like ten minutes? No, no, he's uh, the second half of the movie. He's in it for now. Yeah, it looks like um, they had him for I think for two, two or three days. Yeah, probably. But he's a professional. He pulled it off. That's a that's up for debate. (laughs) Continue. You know, he's doing like a drunken uh, master kind of fighting style in that. Sure. I mean, I would just honestly next time I'll probably just fast forward to the Nicholas Cage parts. Bill, if we hung out. And we're just we were just drinking. That movie would play fine. If we were drinking and there were people at your house and we were hanging the fuck out, I'm sure that movie would be an incredible blast. <laughs> There's worse backgrounds. No, I I honestly Absolutely. now one the only real complaint oh also I should mention that uh Eddie Steeples is in there. From yeah. My Name is Earl. From my name is Earl. Playing <laughs> the same character and he it's, has not aged exact, at all. The exact and I love him, but the exact same character. And dude, he hasn't aged a day. You also have you yeah, forgot about our boy Frank Grillo was in this. Oh yeah, uh, all yeah, roided yeah. out. <laughs> the master of the Brillo, Frank Grillo. Oh, thank you so much. I, yeah, no, and um, I will say I did enjoy the only the only Purge movies I enjoy are the ones with him in it. Oh shit. <sighs> yeah, I, I well, almost agree with you. I I I'm just so anti Purge. I don't want to give it I anything, know, I, but I, like, I totally get it. I totally get it. Cause they just, totally get it. I, they just surprise. It just, every time, every new purge movie, I have a little bit of hope that they're going to write the ship. Cause it's just a great premise and they've Absolutely. never been able to execute it. Never, never. And it's so frustrating. Dude, Frank Grillo was in a fucking uh, Liam Neeson's movie. Oh, The Gray is good. You don't like The Gray. I, I don't, don't like know the why. Gray. The gray, I love I The Gray. The Gray is absolutely fantastic. I love The Gray. I don't like CG the gray animals. The is incredible. We got a lot of CG wolves in that movie. I forgive the CG <laughs> wolves because it's, it's a great movie, and you know Liam Neeson is very near and dear to my heart. Also, we got a Grillo playing Brock Rumlow in Captain America movies. Oh, yeah. He's in the... Is that Winter Soldier? Who the fuck is Brock Rumlow? I don't know. Who is any of these assholes? <laughs> what does it matter? It's all Marvel bullshit. Yeah. Now, okay. So I do have one one big problem. Here we go. With jujitsu. And that was that POV scene. That you watched jujitsu? Oh, no, Bill. I, oh, Bill. <laughs> Bill. So, you know, we What's do that? we do the Unnamed Footage Festival. And our, yeah. we, we got our boy in that movie. Len's face is the antagonist. Yes. And um, they do this. <laughs> they get pretty uh, fancy with the camera work. Uh, well, fancy is a word. Yeah. And they do a lot of long shots on in this one um, set piece where they're like kind of in the desert and they're on a roof and. It's not sure. bad. It's just, it's over-directed. And yeah, sure. when we get out of that, we go into another long fight scene where our lead, uh, suddenly it's fucking, what was that game? Hardcore Henry? Yeah. Or that movie? I'm sorry. I, I've, I've heard, I've heard, uh, I've heard references. Yeah. So we go into his eyeballs and it's like, okay, we're doing POV now. And, you know, we curate uh, in-world camera film. I'm like, oh, dude, we could rip this out and it would be, like fucking bizarre except there were moments in the fight where the camera would just not be in his head anymore so i think he would get like hit and the camera would sit there and then he would come in camera like third person and it's like whoa now you're what are you doing and they did that like three times then it would go back to pov and then it would jump out and then it would go back that sounds insanely jarring yeah i bet nobody was messy as fuck yeah but you know for a shit movie Okay, it's not a shit movie. There's a lot of money in here. 
We got some. Is uh, there? I think. <sighs> I couldn't tell you. There's there's some money. I, in I there. know. I know. I didn't get paid. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Burn. Don't worry. I mean, go. he slept with a rat king. I know. You know? <laughs> Dude, Bill, Dude, but- I am the rat king now. <laughs> Before we uh, called you, we had a marshmallow king going. Oh, dude, nice. we did. Nice. So, Bill, I'm, I was drinking hot chocolate, and I had the uh, packet of dehydrated mushrooms. Mushrooms. Mushrooms? What? Dehydrated. You put the dehydrated what? marshmallow. The mini, the mini Marsh- dehydrated okay, marshmallows. Not mushrooms. Not mushrooms. Not mush- the small marshmallows on there. And like, then I, I had, mean- and then I made Rice Krispie treats the other day. So I've still got these large marshmallows. So I put one large marshmallow in the sea of small marshmallows, and the small marshmallows attached themselves to the large marshmallow. And I had never yeah, seen that creepy. before. And it's it was creepy. great. It freaked him out. It looked like marshmallow yeah, genital no, warts. No, it's legit creepy. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a yeah. marshmallow king. Dude, what do you dip that joint in PCP? What's happening? <laughs> I just had to say I marshmallow. I <laughs> one of my favorite candies, by the way. One of my favorite DJs. Okay. That's good to know. Um, R.I.P. Peeps. Anyway, what happened to Peeps? They were COVID killed them. What? I fucking hate Peeps. Oh <laughs> I don't like Peeps either. I, you know, I hate Peeps, but I love Marshmallow. Go figure. I'm right there with you, William. Right there with so you. So what don't you I, like? There is, a, there is absolutely a difference. Oh, that crusty outer texture you can mean, go fuck itself. It's sugar. It's crap, is what it is. <laughs> You just don't like it when they're cut into like a bunny shape. I don't. I well, that doesn't help. <laughs> okay. Oh, hey, before before we wind up running out of time, Russell, I told you this earlier, Uh-oh. but I'll tell both of you guys about that um, film I saw last night. Uh-oh. Uh Diablo Rojo, and then in parentheses it's PTY. I don't know what that means, but it's on Prime. It just came out on Prime, but it's uh, it's being touted as Panama's first horror film. Panama. Panama. Dun, dun. See, we, it's exactly, exactly. You can't not, you know. Um, but I was very impressed. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, straight up monster movie. Horror yeah. monster movie. It was, it was fucking great. Bill, why are you trying to get away from jujitsu? <laughs> because we've talked, we've wasted enough time. No. I didn't even get into my bickering with the, their extreme lack of jujitsu in the film. Very little jujitsu. Oh, there's no jujitsu in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's that. Bill, why didn't but, you uh, watch the whole thing? I'm uh, bummed it's out. It's just one of those things, dude, where I'm just too close to it. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm like, I just don't want to fucking. I don't care. I'm with you. It's I just gonna it. make me mad. You know what I mean? It's a fucking weird movie. <laughs> It's weird. And whatever, just, if it finds an audience, God bless them. That's fucking great. You know, like I don't, I don't have any ill will towards anybody whatsoever involved or, you know, but you know, all right, Bill, it was an experience. It was an experience. Um, okay. So anybody listening jujitsu, I'll tell you, if you're an action guy, I think it, it's an easy watch. There's minimal dialogue, yeah. maximum combat. It's not, an but easy. put that on the cover. I know. Yeah, the story's fucking weird. Also, our protagonist—it's well, it's based on a on a on a manga, if, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that's very clear. Oh, that do, no, that yeah, makes sense. I'm almost positive it is. No, okay. So uh, nope. I end, I end up talking about anime more than I like, and one of the they have like a weird coming of age story that they reuse all the time and it's like it could be anything. It could be you're a boxer, you could be a chef, but the thing is you. 
you have un- what about a chef who's a boxer. You, yeah, why not? Hell yeah! It's all about the uh, potential you have and like learning to uh, level it up. And in this movie, we use amnesia as a device to kick off the film. Except when he gets his memory back, they're like, "Dude, you ran away from him." Like the predator showed up and you just ran and then you ended up falling off a cliff and hitting your head on a rock. Yeah. It's like the most unheroic explanation. And then after they explain that to him, he makes out with a girl. Is that the girl that died and then you cried? No, she was great. She was the best part of the movie and they killed her. There was a terrible actress in the beginning of the film. She was a great actress. And Clark fell in love with her. She's great. I said, she's got kind of a weird face. And he said, I love her. (laughs) I like weird faces. What do you want? Yeah. So, Bill, we'll end. Yes, the, sir. We'll close the book on jujitsu. But all right. I know. I know you hide from any film you work on. You've worked on many yeah, great ones. Uh, of these two, which one do you think has a higher Rotten Tomato score? Of which two? I'm sorry. Don't look back in jujitsu. Shit. Probably don't look back. All right, Clark. You got a guess? I'll go. Don't look back. Now, what the fuck? Why would you guys pick that? Because jujitsu. I don't know. Because I hate shit. jujitsu. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So don't. Look- <laughs> You're a Muay Thai guy, clearly. Uh, so, so what is it? No. So hold on. Let me. Uh, let me. Oh, I thought there was an answer here. I, I got an answer for you. I just. Google, I, Google, okay. No, I'm, I'm ratcheting it up. Bill, how long have you known Russell? He's I never know. going straight A to B. <laughs> no. I know, right? Yeah. I just try, I try to encourage the boy. Well, and Bill, I'm drinking now. You know what that's like. I don't shut up. Oh, shit. I, dude, I was actually looking for your Rasputin's down here, and I couldn't find them. Oh, I'm drinking one right now. I know. That's why you were like, I put put that in my head. I was like, here. I couldn't find them. So. All right. We're, I'm back, not, to the, we're I, back to the room below. I'll lick my mic, and you lick your phone, and then you can taste it. Just tell me the answer, Get to your goddamn tomatoes. The fucking answer, Russ. So, Come on. All right. I'm just. I want to point out that the you people guys want to know, man. You Come guys on. have more faith in the horror film that nobody's heard about. That is uh, directed and written by one half of the team that brought Final Destination over the action movie that stars Tony Jaw and Nicolas Cage. You think that Rotten Tomatoes will love the horror film more? Yeah. I think I think they'll love the horror film more because right. I think because I have reasons. All right, what percentage do you think he gave it? Also, I, I also I have even more faith in my guess because of all that build up bullshit. You yeah, just you, you know me too well. <laughs> okay, so you guys won. Uh, can, <laughs> can guess what percentage though? Um, by forty. I'm going to say it's fairly close. I would think. Uh, Jujitsu is probably, I'll say, 29%. Ooh. Don't Look Back is probably 48%. Well, Price is Right, you would have won. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jujitsu, uh, well, here we're good. Don't Look Now, though, the, Don't Look Back. <laughs> don't Look Now is a good film. I'm sorry, Criterion. Don't Look Back <laughs> got a 61%. Whoa. It's honestly, wow. it's probably because nobody saw it and it's like three people or I don't know. Uh, Jujitsu got a 31. Oh, I got close. Ooh. You were Sounds really right. close. I I'm shocked. Jujitsu to me is a watchable movie. It's not. I think my bar is just yeah. really low when it comes to action film. I'm with you, but there's good action movies, man. There are, but there's a and lot of bad it. ones. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, <laughs> but see, bad action is not entertaining to me. I, I can I interject? I actually just watched a, a really good, uh, at least in my opinion. A really good action. Um, I, I I wouldn't. I don't know what else to call it. Um, but it's so <laughs> before. No, it was. A, it's a film from the UK called uh, Knuckle Dust. 
Oh, we just got a screener for that. I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. It was not what I thought I was going into. Knuckle dust. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up right now. One yeah, word. Yeah, no, I thought it was. I thought it was. It was like the first quarter of the film you could almost write off. You know what I mean? Like I was like getting bored and doing other shit because it looked like a, a whole bunch of other films. But then it, it just evolved into a whole other thing. And uh, yeah, I appreciate it. I don't know. I thought it was good. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I uh, I don't I don't know any of the names. An underground fight den. Yeah. All right. Uh, director. Yeah, I don't know. It was. Ooh. I thought it was really good. Hi, Low Joe. Oh, he was an actor in Chernobyl, the director of this. Okay. Yeah. Oh, also, you know what? Did you see who directed Jiu-Jitsu, Bill? I'm sorry. I know no, I'm bringing who? it back to that. No, who? Uh, Dimitri Logothetis. I don't know. I don't know how to Lo- say his name. Logothetis. Logothetis? Why, why is he coming up? Because I think he directed a movie that you know. Uh, it is called... What? Hold on. Because it's one I've look, never seen, but it's come up on my radar a bunch. Look that shit up. Oh, my God. Y'all got computers and whatnot. Come on. Slaughterhouse Rock. Oh, my God. Yeah, he directed that. That's, that's Was the, that from the late 80s, early 90s? Yeah, yeah. 88. A man visits Alcatraz okay, yeah. prison after having dreams about the all the people who died. That was high school, by the way. Oh, shit. Yeah. Two years after but- I was born. <laughs> Come here, little boy. <laughs> He's gonna give you an education. You like you like movies, little boy. <laughs> yeah, dude. So this is a fucking um heavy metal horror movie, right? It's metal exploitation. Wait, what? Slaughterhouse Rock? Yeah. Uh, yeah. From what I remember, shit. It's a I good. Mean, it's a good poster. Tony Bass. Yeah, I don't know any of the names in here. But yeah, uh, after having dreams about all the people who died there, when he gets there, his brother is possessed by an evil cannibal demon. The, the ghost of a female heavy, is it going to say metal next? Metal singer who was killed there tries to help the man fight the monster. All right. That's come up on my radar a bunch just because I like metal exploitation. And, uh, oh, absolutely. Now, Russ, scroll down. All right. Uh, Richard Garner, Tom Riley. Oh, Tom Riley. Uh-huh. Wait, what the fuck? Isn't that something? Tom Riley is, uh, what, the fictional name of a bad man. Yes, of Nigel, Nigel Bach, his alter ego. Do, what, do you think he's a big Slaughterhouse Rock fan? Who knows? <laughs> do we think he's a big Leaving DC fan? Oh, for sure. You know, I don't know. Hey, Bill, have you ever seen Leaving DC? No, I can't say I have. Uh, it's a found footage movie. Do you want to set it up for him, Clark? <laughs> Bill, this oh, one's... Oh, hey, Clark, uh, Clark, I have to say, before I go any further... Yes, sir. I have, to thank, I have to thank both of you guys for turning me on to that short film, Fetish. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, David Lee Hess, he was on the show. I have I have shown... That, I, I want to say that when I was working for the New Orleans Horror Film Festival that we showed it. You no, did. you absolutely did, because it was a did part we, of uh, one of the, uh, the screeners I had to watch. Yeah. yeah. And Clark okay. gave it like a perfect score. Yeah, I gave it five, of course. Yeah, it was one of the ones I didn't catch. You know what I mean? Because I was working the festival. Yeah. Uh, but I thought it was like, wow, that name sounds really familiar. But I've turned so many people onto that little short. That short is fantastic, and nobody—we're not even going to talk about it. Nobody sees the end coming. No. Even even though they should. Yeah. And don't... I was kicking myself because I was like, why did I not see that happening? You know what? Um, and it's magic. I'm it's gonna... magic. Uh, that's on. It's on Amazon Prime now, right? Yes. 
That's where I watched it. Yeah. Right. It, I'll put it in the show notes. So if you go to the Overlook great because, Theater. Because again, they know how to. This is 26, 17 minutes, right? No, it's almost a half hour, I think. I don't think that's right. I thought it was like 17 minutes. All no, right. I think it's longer than that. Let me get Bezos on the phone. <laughs> we'll work but, <laughs> but it, it works perfectly because it takes its time. Yet, Absolutely. Yet, it's, it's, yet, it's, yeah, you're settled in with it. And then that yeah. ending is just, yeah. It's well, just it's just the perfect example of like manipulation of an audience. 100%. And it just leads them along, you know, and. Like I said, man, I should. I was like, I was kicking myself. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I didn't see that coming. So, why did fetish come up? Why did we tell him to watch that? We were talking about a side project. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We won't mention that. Okay, yeah, oh, because the, the haircut. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, dude, David Lee Hess is awesome, and I um, God, I should send you a link to his band, Supersonic Uke. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you did you watch our um? trailer for up three no okay i'll send you that because we used uh he gave us permission to use his music for it and, oh right uh, on yeah it's fucking rad here I'm, I'm gonna add that right now all right all right how you doing clark great what else? is there uh all right we covered uh the great jujitsu mm-hmm. i need i will finish i will finish the lieberman picture okay yeah you'd be a miss not to I know. No, I was enjoying it. I just, uh, I, I'm not responsible. It's long time. too. It, hour, it's an hour and forty minute run hour time. Hour forty something. Yeah. yeah. I, got, I got to mention Diablo Rojo, so uh, I'm happy. Yeah. That so, Bill, Bill, where did you see that? It's on Prime. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, it just popped up, and and I just, I just watched it, you know, and uh, like the first two minutes of it, I was like, oh, this is gonna be a shit show, and then, um, yeah, as soon as like, as soon as it gets dark in the film. It feels like that's when the production like just ramped up. Like okay. it's amazing. It's so colorful and so dark and yet funny and like I said, man, this is like witches and monsters, you know, soup monsters and cannibals in it and all this kind of shit. I, I was impressed. It was a good time. Well, good for you, Panama. <laughs> I'm Panama. Yeah. Hell yeah. Dude, that's on Amazon Prime. It looks it like just, it, it should be on Shutter. Out. Or Shutter is it? I don't know. It just—it's all the same thing. It says, it says watch on Prime. No, yeah, it's Prime. on Prime. I think uh, Shutter's just dude, sleeping. I dude, it was. It, I thought it was awesome. It, it, like I said to you earlier, it, was, it, it reminded me of like you know Evil Dead Two, uh, Army of Darkness, uh, a whole bunch of other things that like I don't know. It, it's just interesting to see a horror film come out of a region that that isn't steeped in making horror movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. So a lot of what goes on is like. Um, is Panamanian, uh, you know, folklore and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So, uh, but it's it's still a great little horror movie. It's fantastic. All right, I'll definitely check that out. I'm I'm interested to see that. Yeah, it looks cool. It's fun. You know, it's one of those. You know what I mean? It's like what I call fun gore, where it's like <laughs> when there's when there's gore and it's bloody and it's fun and but it's not like rooted in, in anything anatomical whatsoever. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Dude, fun. but it's a lot of that, you know, and then just, you know, some a lot of one liners and I wouldn't call it a full fledged black comedy. You know what I mean? But it's it's dark comedy, you know, wait, Fungor is a great gore name. <laughs> That's good. Fungor. Uh, now, Bill, before we cut you loose, I, I do want to know about um, you worked on uh, Greyhound, uh, which was a, a yes. big budget movie that, you know, they had money. They got Tom Hanks. Uh, oh, yeah. So they got the whole treatment with that. So how, how was Greyhound? Yeah. 
Uh, everything I did got cut out. So it was great. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. That's what 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 did what what were your responsibilities? I did a bunch of burns. A burn. I did a bunch of burn makeups. Mm-hmm. Uh, like when the when the uh, when the when the ship gets hit, and there's you know big explosion and fire and blah 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 blah. Um, other than that, I made sure guys' beards were the way they were supposed to then, and to applied sunscreen. Oh what? Oh, like yeah. literal sunscreen. You mean beards? Yeah, beards of like how they were supposed to be of the time. Yeah, period. Yeah, period. Accurate oh. uh, facial hair. And, and of that time, what what does that mean? Like a tighter beard? I couldn't tell you off. I like I couldn't describe it to you. I could show you a photo of it. Okay. You know what I mean? Now, Bill. Interesting. Every like, oh God, what he's been on here. This is your third, fourth time. Oh, I, lo- I love I love talking to you. I mean. Fuck, I love talking to you, Russ. But it's nice too to have Clark in there, and you know. Oh, well, <laughs> thanks, Bill. Appreciate that. No, yeah, I do. It's nice to have Clark in there. Fuck, man. Nah. I talk to Russ all the time. He's all fucked up and shit, man. Like I don't yeah. know what to make of that shit, man. He just goes on and on and on, man. He's all fucked yeah, up. Bro. You're telling me I live with him. Well, I, fuck God. Well, bless your heart. So I, uh, I finally harassed Bill into joining an isolation when we were filming, and. uh I fucking I think I blacked out the night that you did. Wait, what happened? When isolate that's the name of the Twitch thing we do. Oh, okay. Yeah, do oh, you the, the one time I was on? Yeah, the one time you came in there. I, oh yeah, dude. I was all fucked up. It was great. Well, I blacked out, I believe. No, you were fucking hilarious. Holy <laughs> shit. Holy shit. The only thing I, I remember heard, I, I saw I saw you in a whole new fucking life, bro. Oh yeah, my best, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> I remember two things. I remember um Mystique Summers coming in the chat from RuPaul's Drag Race. And I just, yeah. y'all were talking. You you two were ignoring everything going on. And I was just. Yeah, we were talking and then making fun of everybody else. It was great. I was so happy with that, that I got stuck in a loop of talking about how much I loved everybody. And then yeah, uh, yeah. the next yeah, thing I remember happy. is having Bill on a speakerphone where he tells me to shut the hell up and stop calling him a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I got in like a loop where every other word I was saying was bitch. See, I don't remember that. Okay, yeah. Well, I, yeah, that's all I remember. It's like, oh, oh, my bad. <laughs> we we do say bitch a lot. I know. I gotta I gotta pull it back. No, everything I said was in good fun. I trust me on that. I mean, you know. Me oh, now. I was terrified. I called the police. What? Oh, stop. I said, uh, I've been. <laughs> there's you a charge your taser. Yeah, exactly. No, but Bill, eventually we're gonna get you on here. And you're going to be so proud of a film that you worked on. I think we're 0 for 4 oh, yeah, right no, now. I know. Is, uh, now, looking back at your catalog, you've worked on a lot of movies. Is there one? Do you have one film that you enjoy? That this includes the Rugaroo vid, uh, music video. Oh, yeah. Did that no, ever come which out? Still, which, which still has never come out. Oh, Bullshit. It Trust really? me, I check, I check every <laughs> once in a while. I'm like, whatever. Hey, let me look. Nothing. One day. There's a rich oil man, dude, paid for all kinds of shit, dude. <laughs> that was it, dude. You know, that was it. Wait. What the fuck? You worked on body what? cam? Technically. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? You never talked to me about that. Because uh, I didn't do anything. I literally sat there for a night. <laughs> Sat there for a night with a jar of blood. That's what I did. <laughs> Dude. That was, that was never used. That is fucking cool. I don't know why. I, If you ever write a memoir, 
That's got to be I'll the take cover. That, I'll take that paycheck, bro. <laughs> Why'd you have a jar of blood? Because I was supposed to have been putting blood on a scene that never wound up getting shot that evening. <laughs> for, for nights, yeah. Okay, well, have you seen Body Cam? No, I won't watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Why, did they pay you? To be there, yeah. Okay, good. Well, I, oh, I, yeah, I know. It was, that's a gig, you know? They just never used me, so... Oh, that was it, you know. Wait, can you talk about that that film that had you do a COVID test and then brought you in? Oh, I actually no, I I can't right now. It's too fresh, and I'm gonna rage because I got a whole bunch of information before we got on tonight. Uh-oh. Uh oh. About that. But uh, if you want to talk to me after the show, oh, no. I'll tell you. Oh. Well, you don't I'll have to. You don't have to name what, the name. What? I I forget who I was telling, but I was describing. There uh, are shitty there are shitty people in this industry. Well can can I just uh can you tell the story nope. about the catering? That there wasn't any? Well, yeah, and the thing they had you yeah, do. Yeah, no, they, there wasn't any. And uh I couldn't get a fucking bottle of water. <laughs> uh we had to steal the bathroom from another production on the other side of a of a warehouse parking lot. Um oh. yeah, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> Yeah, go fuck themselves. And that it's pandemic too, right? Like that was what a couple months ago. Oh well, fuck. You know, I was it. Was this in New Orleans, Bill? Yes. (laughs) Half and half. Half and half. Okay. It was here and at a plantation. Dude, you've got a hell of a discography going on right now in your makeup department credits. You've got a. No, and here I am. Huh. <laughs> I know you're slumming on this fucking yeah, podcast. Yeah, here I am. Here I am. Well, all right. It, what's what's your favorite? Can you pick three movies that you've worked on? Three? Yeah, Fuck, let's, I know. I, that's a big ask. I know. That is a stretch, bro. What, wait, what are we doing here? Three that he likes? I just likes? want to know that. Yeah, have you worked on a movie you like? Because every time I talk to him, every Actually, fucking you know, movie. You know what? I'll I'll give you one. Okay. Um. um it was one of my first, like, real serious professional gigs. Once again, working for Rob Hall. Um, uh, oh, God, what's the name of the movie? Uh, <laughs> no One Lives. Okay, yeah. Have you seen that, Clark? Yeah. I believe that was a WWE production. Let me see the picture. Yep, it was a WWE horror film uh, starring, um, oh, my God, what's his name? Luke Evans, who went on to do, like, he was in The Hobbit and all this other stuff. Um, he was also in Immortals. Do you remember that movie? I yes, by name. Yeah, I, it was kind of like three hundred. Yeah, but uh, Greek mythology. Mickey Rourke, yeah, Mickey Rourke is in it. Um, it's a it's a fantastic film. The visuals are absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah, that's been your like go to, and you would actually say that's a good movie. I'm not saying it's a good movie. <laughs> I'm saying I was, I was proud of the work that I did in that movie. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's step one. It. Yeah, you know I mean? but it was actually directed by one of my favorite Japanese directors, uh, Yuhei Kitamura, who did uh, Midnight Meat Train and Versus. I oh, wow. I can't believe uh, you God, lead and Godzilla Final Wars. Yeah, and yet you lead with Midnight Meat Train. I remember watching that movie. Dude, being... I, I love Midnight Meat Train. Really? I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> Midnight Cl- Meat. Did you train? see it, Clark? I actually never seen Midnight Meat Train. It, I love. I like it. I think it's a great movie. What about Versus? Have you ever seen that one? No. Nope. One of my all-time favorites. Yeah, that's a- I lo- I've loved Versus since oh my god, like the 90s when it came out. 
Oh, for sure. I one of our um, actually one of the earliest guests we had on the show, uh, Kaja, he was fucking. He loved that movie, and every time we go over there, he was playing it. It's a zombie Dude, film. That movie Japanese, has yeah. something. That movie has something for everyone in it. I think it was. Is it Arrow that just released like uh, an anniversary edition of I, it? Yeah, I believe you're right. And it's like, yeah, yeah it's a hardcore edition. Oh, too. he did the yeah, yeah. the Doorman that came out this year, which we did yeah, yeah, see. yeah. That was his latest film. And what did he do before that? It was the one about the sniper. Oh. Downrange. Yes, that's it. That's it. Downrange. Oh, I forgot he did a fucking segment in Nightmare Cinema. Oh. Yes, he did. Which one did he half do? That, half of that movie I fucking hate. Uh, I'm assuming movie. the school. Uh, do you, Bill? Do you know? What no, that, that was Spanish. No, I think I think you're right. I think it was the one with the school. No, I thought that one was like Portuguese or something. Yeah, now I'm thinking. Yeah, I think it was. I'm getting he, he, backtrack. The segment's called my shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. It's my shit. God, nightmare cinema. Boo. <laughs> I, I love the Mickey Rourke uh, owning a yeah, theater. Yeah, more weird Ricky, oh, Mickey Rourke plays. Doesn't even, what the fuck? <laughs> well, the the opening short, I loved. I love the slasher uh, with the aliens. and Yeah, I love that opening short. Yeah, and then it just went. That was done by the one of the dead director, I believe. <laughs> right, Bill? What's that? The first short in Nightmare Cinema. Was that the one of the dead director? I don't remember. Do you remember? Well, it, was, like, it was a like slasher. The, dude, I don't. You know how many movies I watch, bro? I'm in quarantine. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the one. Dude, the days just melt. I don't know. What, what, what's today? Fucking Friday? I don't know. No, I don't know. It's a school night. It's Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, it's Tuesday. It's actually garbage night, and I got to go take it out. There you go. Well, all right. Bill, thank you for hanging out. There's I, still so much more to talk about. You guys are killing me. Yeah. I know it's we're like an hour and twenty minutes past Clark's bedtime. Oh, indeed. No, for real. <laughs> well, and oh. I'll tell you, um, you really help me with my energy. Normally on the show we complain whenever we're doing like a weekday night, but this time I know I'm like, oh, we're gonna talk to Bill. I'm gonna get a beer. I'm gonna enjoy myself, and I'm gonna get to talk <laughs> about two films that you worked on. And I, this time I understood why you hated them. Yeah, but. Uh, I don't know. You're kind of like living the dream of a horror fan, too, where you're doing special to effects a, in like real movies. It's, it's to a degree. You know what I mean? I mean, it still sucks. <laughs> you know, the, you know, dude, the grind for work is fucking real. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, man. You know, it all depends on how hungry you are and how much you're out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, especially during a pandemic. Like, fuck, dude. It's it sucks. It's, all right. It has sucked this entire time. So. Uh, are you a Pfizer guy or are you a, uh, what's the other one? Like Mepra? No, that's a, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the name. Johnson and Johnson. Yeah. I'm just going to inject bleach and see what happens in your eyeball. In my eyeball. Yes. Yes. Well, is there a light at the end of the tunnel? Are there talks of productions coming up? Uh, who knows? Yeah. Every, so, so much, like there've been so many productions down here that have opened up and then immediately shut down for COVID. You know, stuff like that. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, well, we're rooting for you. And uh, if we could get our shit together, we'll, I don't know, we'll create work for you. <laughs> Make us a uh, lens face. <laughs> so I'm still working on your dummy right now, so. He'll be alive shortly. All right. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> All right, Bill. Thank you, brother. 
All right. Good to talk to you, Clark, man. You take care, bro. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'll probably talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> well, dude, give me a call back right now. Bill, love you. Thanks for hanging out. I love you too, man. All right.